Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 29th of June, 2023. This is The Gap, episode 667. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guroy is here. It's, uh, it's Thursday <laughs> again. We're back on Thursdays. Yeah. It's my fault. The, thing. um, the, uh, what do they call it? The summer, the summer movie slam is, is causing problems. Yeah. Summer blockbusters. Yep. Yeah, yeah uh, I went and saw Indiana Jones and the Uncanny Valley last night. I mean, the Dial of Destiny last night. And, uh, yeah. It was, uh, certainly was a film. Mm-hmm. Of all the films that I've seen, it certainly, certainly was two hours and 20 minutes long. Um, yeah, didn't have to be two hours well, and 20 minutes long, I'll tell you that. Why don't you like films? Why do you hate films? Oh, where do I start? I mean, first of all, they're not interactive. They're not. That's what I was going to say. You're fucking stepping on my lines. Yeah. God damn it. Um, but anyway, you've seen it as well. Yep. Yeah, I went at the, the premiere like two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Flex. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I not no spoilers or anything, but the, I thought the opening was awesome. Um, oh yeah, the opening was and, good. Yeah. And then there's bits and pieces that just don't need yeah, to exist. St- stuff I'm like, ah, oh, like the ending. The, the when it gets to the ending, like the big set piece, I'm like, this isn't where I thought this film was going. No. Um, and then there's stuff that happens there, and you're like, oh, okay, kind of make makes sense. Um, but uh, I thought it was going in a completely different direction. There are things that happen during that film. I'm like, ah, okay, I see what they're doing. Yep. I see what's going on here. Yep. And they're like, not. Nah. They're setting, somewhere. setting things up. Setting things up. It's <laughs> like they're, they're like just walking down a line with a bunch of t ball tees, plonking, mm. plonking a ball on, plonking a ball on, plonking a ball on. And then they get to the movie and then they throw another ball up and they smack it into the fucking. Uh, into the into the field, mm. uh, and they don't address any of those t t ball tees at all. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's also like a, a misdirect. I feel like. Oh, you reckon when it's things misdirect. happen? Oh, you reckon yeah. it's it wasn't just sloppy plotting? plotting? No, I think it's a, a misdirect. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what was sloppy. Anyway, what about what? that chase scene in the cars? Holy yeah, shit! Bit- Bit CG E terrible. E? Um anyway, I mm. wouldn't if I if I could go back in time or whatever it is the dial of destiny does, then I would not watch that film in a cinema. <laughs> oh, why not? Because I think it'll you hated look, it. I think it'll look better on a fucking TV. I don't know. I just think the fucking CG didn't hold up uh, on a giant screen and it'd look better on a fucking TV. That's that's it. From now on, if CG, if they're going to insist on doing fucking special effects, heavy shit entirely with computers and what they put out looks worse than video games and I play video games on a fucking TV, like then fuck it. I'm going to watch these movies on a TV. This is it. This is how they kill the fucking... The theatre, in my opinion. Mm. Movies like The Flash, 
which is a lot worse than Dial of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. No, but just... that was intentional. Oh, it was on purpose, of course. Did we talk? We didn't talk we, about that no, yet, we, or did no, we? I don't know. I don't think we did on the podcast. I can't recall. Awesome. But apparently, yeah. it was intentional. We did talk about yeah. it. We talked about how bad it Somewhere. was, but we didn't talk about right. the fact that you you found out, according to one of the producers, it was fucking on purpose, like mm. just insane. That's so crazy. Uh, oh, no, we talked. We no, we did. We talked about how bad the CGI was, yeah. and I said, "What if they come out and say it's they did it on purpose?" <laughs> and they and like and three days did. later, that was a thing. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, fucking weird. So. But nah, nahs. Uh. Anyway, uh, indie wasn't that bad. It was just no. I liked it. I had fun with it. I think it's uh, I because I just rewatched all of them, and I the think CG. it's better. It was bad. Uh, bits of it. Some of it was good. Some of it was good. Some of it was bad. I don't know. I don't think they'll ever do de-aging tech that is going to convince me. Because my brain knows. You know? Like, my brain knows that's not fucking young blue-fifty-blue. So, like, the fucking Irishman, right? Or Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel. You can't not see that they run like old fucking men. The surprise to me in Indy was that Phoebe Waller-Bridge runs like an old man. She needs the Tom Cruise school of running good on film more than any person alive. Yeah. No, that's on purpose, though. So. Oh, is it to... Is it to yeah, because like, she's running with a 75-year-old dude. She's, she's like, leveling the playing field. Yeah. She's that big a fucking... That much of a pro. If that's the case... Like fucking hat 80. tip. He's eighty now. He is eighty. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, uh, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, better than uh, Crystal Skull. Well, that movie course. like completely just drops off at the end. I'm like, my god. <laughs> um, like, I was drinking when I was watching that, and even I was like, this is getting too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Starts good, starts good, and then it just falls off. Um, Wait. Anyway. Before we yeah. start the actual podcast. We did. Uh, before we start talking about video games, um, I was uh, trying to uh, sort my wife out with playing some games on my Steam Deck, and uh, I, I ran into the wall that is Steam's shit-tastic family sharing system again. And uh, I had this fucking bright idea, right? That what I could do is I could, I could do the old trick. The oldest trick in the internet book, which is if you want help, you don't go on and say, hey, how do I do this? What you do is you go on and you confidently declare that something doesn't work. And then people will come out of the fucking woodwork to tell you, yeah, it does. You just have to do this, right? Like you just... Uh, you know, this fucking drink bottle doesn't fucking work, okay? I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of everyone fucking defending it. It's just, it doesn't fucking work. And people are like, no, it totally works. All you have to do is is fill it with water and then twist the lid off the top and then drink from it. You, it it'll work fine. You're like, oh, perfect. But if you were like, hey, I can't work out this. If you posted, hey, I can't work out this fucking drink bottle. What's going on there? 
you get like one reply and it'd be like, sounds like skill issue. And then the rest of the, like all the, everything else you get would just be direct messages reporting you to the, the suicide hotline or whatever it is, you know, like, but yeah, as soon as you shit talk something, people will fucking fall over themselves to correct you. Um, so, so wait, what was the problem? Cause I've, I've been using this for years and I've, what Steam Deck? Family sharing? No, no, family sharing on Steam, your Steam library. No, 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 no. On the Steam Deck specifically, mm-hmm. it's got a real wonk about it. There's something, some problem with it. Uh, where in, as soon as you try to, like, it doesn't, not playing the same game. I'm playing Battle Bit. My wife's trying to play whatever, Peglin, uh, or in this case, uh, Dave the Diver, which went 1.0 uh today i think um dave the diver but as soon as she jumps into the game on her account it uh well it won't let her in if i'm already playing battle bit or if i jump into battle bit after she starts playing it boots her out there's some sort of problem with the way the steam deck handles it which is weird because it's a fucking steam machine uh, you'd think it wouldn't be a problem, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, there's a problem with it, and I thought, hey, I know what to. Do. I'll ask the 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 saucy motherfuckers on Reddit while Reddit's still alive to help me with my problem in the only way I know how. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to bring up that one of the answers I got. Uh, one of the answers I got was crazy thought. Hear me out, dot, dot, dot. Make another account, exclamation point, question mark. Uh, this is this is from XXX, E-Honda XXS, by the way. Uh, <laughs> don't want to repurchase games your wife loves to play? Space, question mark. Get another hobby, mate. Can literally get paid to shoot and collect cats in Australia as a side hustle. This dude... First of all, ignore the part where I already had another account for my wife. Second of all, accuses me of what? Not not wanting to buy games twice, I suppose. And then he leaps to murdering cats? Just out of nowhere. Like, this... I, I didn't see this coming, honestly. When I, uh, when I thought I, I would bait the internet into helping me out, I just did not see, have you tried killing cats? Uh... Spectacular move, really. Uh, I just, I'm honestly impressed. So well done, E Honda XXX. You fucking weirdo. Anyway, video games. Yeah. Are you sick? Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm on fucking antibiotics and shit. Uh, I've got right. sinusitis. Having the fucking what? time. Of sinusitis. Life. Sinusitis. Yeah. What is that? Uh, it's like. Uh, sinus infection. Oh, yeah, it's 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 cool. Because yeah, I had a cough, the... right? Yeah, my wife was sick last week. She had a chest infection. None of this was the medium C, uh, and she stops being sick. I get a little bit of a cold over the weekend, like just a little bit, and then on Monday, I go, I do my ten k walk, I come home, and I'm sitting there. And then, bang, out of nowhere, I have the fucking craziest migraine. Like, just 
pure fucking boom. I've been fucking whacked in the face, right? But I knew it wasn't an actual migraine. It was just a searing, uh, intense, uh, unbearable pain in my face behind my eye. But it wasn't behind the eyeball itself. It was the eye socket. And if I sort of trace mentally trace where it was, it was where my sinuses were. And then so I, I do one of those fucking awful, awful fucking uh, nasal washes. You ever done one of those? Oh, with the pots. Yeah, I use them all the time. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm drowning. I'm, I'm basically... I think you're doing it wrong. I'm just... No, it's, it's like a... It's like a th- thing with me. I don't know. I don't... Like, as soon as water's going on my nose, my mm. brain thinks it's drowning. I don't know if I drowned as a kid or something, but... Uh, yeah. Anyway, so my brain immediately goes, you're drowning. So I'm like fucking standing there squirting water out my nose and my brain is the entire time like fucking ringing the alarm bells. So it's good. Anyway, so I washed washed out the sinuses, which go all over your fucking head, by the way, um, for whatever reason. And I had to sleep sitting up because if I lay down, uh, gravity just filled the sinuses up, which was also fantastic. And uh, yeah, uh, I had to get fucking antibiotics. It's been good, but it's not like infectious or anything like that it's literally just a fucking sinus infection Mm. i i realized saying it's not infectious and then calling an infection it's not contagious is what i meant uh yeah yeah so i'm not like wandering around giving it to people but i am having a really shit time Mm. so yeah and my voice might sound off i don't know yeah that's why i noticed because it was a bit it sounded a bit tinny tinny yeah. Right. Thanks. My name's Jump Gilroy. That's me. <laughs> That's helpful. Uh, your compassion, as always, is, you know, noted and, and I'm grateful for it. What is what is this cup? Show me this cup. Oh, is this a picture of you on it? Yeah. This is my Battlefield Hardline cup uh, with a mug, mug, shot, with this. mug shot of Job <laughs> on the mug. And I've got Tim Tams. My yep. wife's being very nice to me because I'm sick. And I was very yep. nice to her. And also, we're just generally nice to each other. But anyway, mm. uh, so we're 20 minutes Look, in and we haven't talked yeah, about any We've done games. absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll scrap this one then. Uh, yep. No, that's the good one. I, like, <laughs> I want to talk about that one. Amnesia the Bunker. I finished Amnesia the Bunker. And uh, yeah. Uh, that, uh, it's in my, it's in my top five. It's in my top five games of the year. I'm going to say, uh, I was, I, I'd stopped playing it cause, uh, you know, summer games fest and all the demos and I'd gotten into battle bit and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, all these excuses, but the real reason I'd stopped was because I felt like I was kind of getting fucked on the old RNG uh, I had all this, I'd built all this stuff to make uh, like mollies or like torches, but I hadn't found a lighter and all of them were like, you need a lighter or you can't even like equip this in your hand. Because at one point what I was doing, so you come across these situations where you're, um, you're uh, 
sort of halted in your tracks by a bunch of rats. These rats to sort of swarm over a body, and uh, and if you get too close to them, they'll attack you, and that does damage, and it's it's bad. And you can sort of bunny hop over them, but you'll still, I think, like nine times out of ten, take damage. Uh, so you're better off dealing with them, but dealing with them is, is complicated in its own right. What you really want to do is if you burn the corpse that they're feasting on, uh, then they will not come back. Uh, but you will have to wait out the fire. Uh, and so, sorry, uh, if you aren't up to date on Amnesia the Bunker, cause you've come into this 667 episodes in, um, Amnesia the Bunker is the what fourth game, fifth game in the Amnesia series, a horror puzzle game, first person uh, puzzle game with horror overtures, and uh, the general, the only linking conceit I believe is that you wake up somewhere and you have no memory of how you got there or what's been going on recently. And in this one, you wake up in a bunker in World War One, and you have no memory of why you're there. And then uh, there's a monster in the bunker and you have to escape. And it's very good in the way that like it's not it's not a huge game. It's bigger than what I experienced, because as I'll explain later, I cheesed my way through some of it. But um it's yeah it's not that big the trick though is that you take things slowly because you you're piss scared basically of what's going on uh and that alters the like it does a lot of things like to alter your perception of space and time right because space and time are you know relative right like not to get all fucking einsteinian philosophical on you or whatever but like they are relative the einstein quote is what like uh, talk to a pretty girl and an hour passes in a second hold your hand on a hot stove and a second passes uh for an hour like a second takes an hour to pass or whatever uh i've mangled the quote uh (laughs) Hey, I'm sick, fuckhead. Um, anyway, so uh, whatever it is. But the trick here, the trick in amnesia is that, like, because you're going around this this space quite slowly uh, and navigating everything quite slowly to not alert the monster, which has uh, alien isolation vibes. I don't think it's as smart as the alien in alien isolation, mind you. Uh, I don't think so. Um, but... It is quite good. Uh, more games should, should do shit like that. Uh, because you're taking it quite slow, the space is larger, right? Uh, you know, if you're doing 5Ks an hour, then you'll cover 100 kilometers uh, slower than someone doing 100Ks an hour, right? And so to the latter, 100, the, the 100Ks will, will seem a shorter distance because we mentally measure things using time. Amnesia the bunker also has a ticking clock. You got to fill this fucking generator full of fucking fuel. Uh, But at best, I think it lasts 
think my measurement was a full one will last 12 minutes. So you've got 12 minutes and then when the generator cuts out, you're in pitch black. And when you're in the pitch black, uh, nothing works anymore, um, which is like complicates a bunch of things, right? Uh, and also the monster gets angrier and uh, more intent on finding you. It doesn't like the light, so it'll just sort of come out more readily um, when it's when it's pitch black. So uh, that changes your perception of time because now you have to get things done faster, but you're also moving slow. There's this really good balancing act going on there, and it does a really good job uh, at playing both elements off one another. Anyway, uh, I finished the game. Oh, so I didn't have the lighter. I hadn't found the lighter, and it was drawing me fucking bonkers. What I was doing to get rid of rats was uh, dropping fuel on the ground and then lighting a flare and throwing it into the fuel to burn the, the bodies, which is like pretty wasteful and flares, you don't have lots of flares, uh, but yeah, I had to do what I had to do basically. Um, I watched Yahtzee's zero punctuation video on on it and he mentioned that he didn't get the lighter until he was about ready to finish and uh i was like oh well if he's in the same like i'd stop playing because i couldn't find the lighter i'm like i'm get, kind of getting fucked here but i'm like if yahtzee's in the same situation i'm not gonna fucking well i'm not gonna not finish the game and let yahtzee beat me fuck this shit so i went and finished the game um so yeah, that was my. That's why I went back to it. Also, I had you know, you know, wasn't playing as much other games or whatever. But yeah, uh, I'm so glad I did. I mean, it was. I, I think last time I talked about it, I talked about how I've got like, uh, I just paralysis. I just like I don't fight. I don't flight. I just stop doing anything. Uh, but. And, and how I'd started treating the game like, like a game, very gamey. Um, one of the things that I did <laughs> was uh, in the prison, and I don't know if you'll still be able to do this. I won't go into the full, full details of how to do it, but um, I saw that there was a window in the prison, and uh, when I looked through the window, I could interact with things on the other side of the window. And so then all I needed to do was work out how to get to an angle where I could interact with as much as possible through that window. And I managed to do that. And uh, as a result, I circumvented a fuckload, like a good quarter of the game, I reckon. Uh, it still took me forever, but yeah, I got around a bunch of shit. Um, I, I finished the game without finding the lighter or the wrench. I tweeted about it and the creative lead on the game must have seen the tweet and uh, was surprised that I managed to do it with the wrench and then immediately worked out how I'd done it because he's like, oh, I think I know how we have a fix in the works for that. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I feel bad, but also, yeah, 
at like every loading screen, every other loading screen says if you think something's possible, it probably is, so try it. So uh, yeah, it is sort of the philosophy of the game. I understand that they didn't intend, necessarily intend for uh, that specific interaction to happen, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, it was just a like fantastic, uh, like logic puzzle played out as I was terrified to paralysis. Um, yeah, I strongly recommend it. It is on Game Pass. Give it a run. But yeah, we'll probably talk about it again later this year, I reckon. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, that's Amnesia the Bunker. Um, it is available now, and as Job said, you can pick it up on Game Pass and check it out if you want. Um, okay, uh, the next couple are some of yours or do you want to break things up how do you want you to keep going um fucking hell they're all me eh? uh this one will be quick trepang too trepang that's a sound that when you hit your car against the wall when you hit your car against the wall yeah it goes trepang all right yeah uh anyway (laughs) anyway is that what the game's about no um okay this is a spiritual successor to fear. Uh, and it's uh, all about slow motion shooting. And uh, that's it. That's the end of the list. Uh, and a nonsense story. And no, it's really just slow motion shooting. People are losing their fucking minds about this game. And I played the demo ages and ages ago. I'm sure I talked about it. Um, playing the full game, I don't see what people are raving about. If I'm being honest, I cannot see it. This, uh, this game, like it's, it starts out pretty strong. You're running through these hallways, just absolutely wrecking motherfuckers. It's very generous in, in how quickly it gives you back your like powers and stuff. So you can slow down time pretty constantly and you do these slides, slide kicks and all this kind of stuff. But uh, then like the end of the, the first level, you are uh, just sort of stuck in a room for a while and that's tedious as shit. Uh, and the second level is kind of like structured the same like you're moving moving it's got a real good pace to it and then you're stuck in this room uh, while waves come at you and then after that it's just waves it's just all waves and i just found it really fucking boring man i don't know i do not understand why people are losing their shit about this game it's just it's just dull uh I don't know. People love their kill chambers, I guess, but I just, I just thought this was some extremely one-note uh, gaming to me. Uh, apparently, at one point, like eventually, you get the ability to dual-wheel guns, but I do not see myself playing that much of it, to be honest, uh, because I'm just, I was just bored. Um, the story. It's got nothing. You run into this fucking... You go to this 
main base HQ and it's absolutely empty and there's like a a loudspeaker talking to you, but like otherwise it's not populated. The graphically, when you're in a gunfight, it looks fucking amazing. And when you're not in a gunfight, it looks like fucking Half-Life 2. It looks like what was that? Entropy Zero Two? And yeah, I think Entropy Zero Two was a Half-Life mod that I was playing end of last year. I would recommend that. I'd go play that if you want to play something with high octane like violence. More than more than I'd recommend this, to be honest. I just I just did not think yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was disappointed. And it's like forty fucking five dollars. Which is 45. just bananas to me. Like it just <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't have that to me. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, there's a demo. If people there's a demo. want to check it out, yeah. you can play demo. I play the demo. Absolutely. Play the demo. And that's, yeah. You, you've, you basically played the game. You just do that over and over again. And if that appeals to you, then like fucking awesome. Like that's sick. But yeah. Like it, it does wear thin. You gotta, yeah, you should know. It will wear thin. Anyway, yeah. All right. Was was there a, a first one? Is this a sequel? No, I I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's, it's a weird name. A weird name, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, that's Trapang Two. It's um, it's out on just PC. Just PC. Just to PC. Um, yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, um, let's break things up. I'm going to move stuff because I'll give you a break for a bit. Oh, thanks. Um, now I can team team. Diablo, Diablo 4. Um, I jumped into this yesterday. I've been busy playing other stuff. It's been, you know, May, June is just hectic right now. Unfortunately, I haven't had the time to... Um, to <laughs> play Diablo at my own leisure <laughs> um that's not like work related or anything like that so mm. uh i had some free time yesterday and new patch dropped for diablo and so i jumped in to have a look and just to um run around and like every once in a while i'll check the world boss timer and if i'm at home working or something like that then i'll jump in and yeah knock out a boss and then fucking oh this is cool what i dread you know i'll get get a drop I had like two drops the other day that were really good nice. um, from a boss. And then I'll duck out and, um, yeah, be done. Uh, and so yesterday I spent a bit more time on it. So they, um, this is the first major, I guess, is it a major update? Mm, it's it's a first update, proper yeah. update. It's not like a hot fix and hmm. all that sort of stuff. Um, it went, it's gone from 1.02 or whatever it is, 1.2 to 1.3. Uh, and so this one was a lot of bug fixes, um, quality of life stuff, and big balance changes. Uh, and, and the good thing here is um, they're all buffs. They're all, pretty, yeah. uh, as far as I'm aware, like everything pretty much, not everything, but a lot of the um, uh, the main heroes got buffed in certain areas not every single thing got buffed but you know every single spell but spells did get buffed uh for me 
some of the stuff I used got buffed, which was very handy. Um, as a uh, lightning sorcerer. Um, so I'm using like frost. I think frost is actually pretty core in terms of like people's builds and that got a buff. Um, spark got a buff. Charge bolt got a buff which I use so I mean there was a bunch of things in my my character that got buffs which is pretty good seems like um I mean you're using a necro yeah uh that got some big I think big buffs from what I heard from people yep um which is which is pretty cool and so yeah um that's good changes from them uh the other things that got increased uh were the rewards for doing certain tasks in the end game mainly the uh nightmare dungeons and and hell tide things were also buffed hell tide chests i think hell tide chests right and uh yeah that sort of thing so i went and did some dungeons last night and having fun nice um i didn't realize that you could craft uh this like sigils to 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 go into dungeons and so i was like oh okay i can craft these cool and so i started crafting them and making like higher tiered oh you can make uh, oh right you don't have to only <laughs> find them find them yeah i didn't right. see that good. i'm not the only idiot <laughs> i was uh i was looking at my map and i was like what's this over here it was like an actual um unless it's unless it's tied to a level hmm uh. i wonder if it's tied to a level i'm not sure right anyway I was like, oh, there's a thing over here. And, and then it teaches you like how to create uh, craft sigils and for nightmare dungeons. And there's like, all right, because we were doing like, oh, should we do a four? Oh, let's see what happens here. Yeah. And we're getting him doing all right. Uh, so I went and cra- crafted like a level 15 to 20 or something or level 10 to 15 or something like that. Um, and, and basically there's like a bunch of other ones that you can craft. And so I crafted a level... Uh, two two level 10 to 15s, whatever it was. It popped out like a 14 and a 15. Jumped into the 15. Everything was like 10 levels above me. Um, so I was 60 at this point and running around and everything else was level 70. And I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> and so um, I didn't die, surprisingly. I got through it. But it was definitely like, oh, okay, this is a, this is a challenge. This is a, Increase, you know. Yeah people are fucking hitting hard um these tree monsters are doing a lot of damage and so it was it was uh pretty interesting uh getting through that getting a lot of um i guess a bunch of experience i was pretty much getting like one paragon one and a basically like one and a half ways through a paragon point um so you know i'd finish a, a dungeon and get a paragon point and then i'd also get my you know the uh upgrading your um what are those things called the on your paragon board you put them down the whatever you do you chuck you chuck xp into them the node thingies oh right As- yeah not aspects um, no. mm, i don't know let's go with artifacts that sounds like good work it's I not that it's not that it's definitely yeah. not that no, no let's go with that though no. um yeah so you uh pop a bunch of xp into that which i'm doing all right in and yeah it's uh you know it's cool get a, yeah to get a bit of xp for doing that sort of stuff now so i ran around and did some like i popped out of the nightmare dungeon and went and did some legion events did a couple of those and went and grabbed some uh 
some whisper chests and and finished off those and uh worked on some more dungeons just run around i did like close to two levels yesterday when i was just fucking around for an hour and a bit um so yeah it's a, it's a good buff that they've put in there and uh like i didn't i, I don't know i i didn't notice any changes in my character per se like oh this is like this is completely changed um you know they're very minor changes but i'm sure there are people out there crunching numbers that have been like this is a huge change and now you should be putting this in this spot hmm. uh yeah so anyway but i had fun with it um and now that i realize that you can craft sigils and going to high tier dun- dungeons and i can run dungeons that, that have you know 10 levels above me um yeah that's something i'm gonna look at soon so to get to world tier four you need to be um recommended to be level 70 and i think we were talking about this like hey let's try yeah. and do that at 63 or 65 and see if we can push through it um and i reckon probably 62 63 probably 63 would be good because i think it's it's usually like three levels three or four levels above you so it'd be it'd be like 13 levels above where i'm at i assume i think that i'd be fighting level 73 things if i went into it so i'd probably need to be like 63 64 to try and take this stuff on um and then i'll give it a crack well you're uh, a sorcerer though so yeah you get away with a bit more you know sure sure um and then i can check out world tier 4 so that'll be the next uh, step a couple more um runs through some dungeons and I'll, I'll get there but uh yeah and some quality of life stuff like being able to just pop a um a nightmare dungeon now and just teleport straight to it on the map yeah that's pretty cool it's super handy uh very quick you no longer have to get on your horse and run around from the, the closest waypoint <laughs> um yeah yeah so i mean there's uh th- there's things coming as well for like gem bags from what they've said and new season will be you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm keen to see what all that is about. Uh, yeah, having fun with it when I'm jumping in. So, are you doing? Um, have you done any bosses at all, or are you still checking out the world boss timers? Yeah, I've still got the world boss timers, though I haven't been jumping in. Uh, fucking BattleNet signed out for some reason, and I was just shirty at having to. And you can't remember your password. Oh, I don't remember any of my passwords. I just I just use password manager. I use Dashlane. If I ever lose Dashlane, I am fucked on uh, on a level comparable to how fucked I am if I ever lose my email account. It will be hard. It's harder for me to tell how fucked I'd be. But anyway, I was just I don't know. I was having like a tantrum because it happened at like my computer logged in and EA desktop had logged itself out again but that happens every like i don't know every 15 minutes or so you know like that thing's fucking ridiculous you click the button that says remember me on this computer and it's like this you can click it motherfucker but it doesn't do anything like i don't give a yeah, shit it's like a doorbell <laughs> but the the, the yeah, thing's not wired up it's not attached to anything yeah mm. it's just there for looks um so that happened, then, and also Battle.net at the same time. I'm like, well, fuck you both then. You know? Fuck you both. I'm not fucking logging in. Um, and so I didn't log in. And then, because I didn't log in, 
it stopped prompting me on startup and then I'd forget and then I'd see the world boss timer. Uh, but I have like four minutes. And I'm like, oh, I got to fucking get my fucking password. Oh, God. Ah. And uh, the time would have passed. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing it then. Fuck it. Now I'd have to download the patch, which wouldn't take long, but. No, I don't think it's a big patch. I didn't even notice a download. My internet's beast, and so. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, all right, that's Diablo 4. We, we had someone, there's an invite sitting there from somebody, and I have no idea who it is. Uh, the clan. All right. Ah, oh, <laughs> that happens a lot. It yeah, happens okay. a lot. We need people to tell us on Discord. Yeah. Well, we got nothing. We know nothing, but yes. Mm. All right. Um, there you go. Are you? Are you? I guess we'll. Find, we'll I don't know. We'll talk about it when the season rolls around. Never mind. Sorry about it. Okay. Um, well, no, I was going to say, like, are you going to roll a character, a, yeah. a different character for a season? I, I mean, you have to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But a different. Uh, I think we'll run through that pretty quick. We'll probably like power level that shit pretty hard. Yeah. I reckon we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> um and sorry from, i was gonna ask like what do you want what we you were talking write? on discord about like what it might entail and i was i saw baz and racy were saying some of the right things because i was a little bit worried that i was gonna have to do all this fucking renowned shit again but uh it will i think keep... it's different seasonal renown or something like that they'll do and i think what racy was saying is it'll keep your map unlocked and uh two tiers of your renown uh should be unlocked and then you do stuff to do the other two tiers again which is good i'm fine with that uh as long as my yeah. map remains unlocked uh alters of lilith remain across the account i don't think they're, they're staying yeah yeah um so yeah but yeah i was a bit worried because if i'd had if you had to start the whole renown thing again and the map thing again I probably would have skipped, to be honest, because I just haven't... It gets in the way of me doing the things that I find are fun in that game. Uh, and I'm happy to do them while I'm passing time, uh, but I'm not going to do them over and over and over again, you know? Mm. But it's not going to be a problem, so... Yeah, I haven't maxed, like, two of them out yet still, like, because you get a decent chunk of paragon points for finishing the last yeah, you get a four like stack four. right yeah yeah um, which is good so i did a couple like strongholds right yesterday knocked them out because they give you like 100 renown yeah for each one um so yeah uh do you know what you're gonna roll next or are you still undecided uh i don't know i keep thinking about a druid but yeah i see a lot of druids yeah <laughs> All right. Like a lot of druids. I was trying to like look on uh, Twitch the other day for mm. oh, people streaming and because the new patch came out. I was like, oh, what yeah, are people yeah. like fucking around with? Um, and typed in like sorcerer to see like what the current builds were people were messing around with. And like the highest streamer was like 14 views. Oh. had like 14 viewers. And the top like 10 were all um, mainly uh, barbarians or uh droids which is surprising because like sorcerers is supposed to be the yeah number one hero and so yeah i don't know what's going on maybe if people are just having more fun with that no idea i don't know mm. yeah 
Anyway. Um, I do like right, the idea cool. of Sorcerer. Every time I think about it, like, because I, I was, I'm like, oh, I drew it or maybe Rogue. And then I think of that video, uh, the meme where it's it's the the two, like one dude's a Sorcerer player and he's like singing and the other dude's a Rogue player and he's like fucking sweating, hunched over the keyboard and they're playing the same fucking thing. But having one of them's having the time of his life, and the other one's fucking having, like, basically giving himself an ulcer. And yeah, uh, yeah. I think about that. I'm like, shit. Could be nice to to just sort of glide through it like these fucking sorcerers. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I, if, I press my alt and just shit explodes. Yeah, I I I'd roll a sork and they'd immediately nerf it into the ground. I can see it. <laughs> yeah yeah all right we'll um we'll keep we'll keep on that one i'm sure um diablo 4 hmm. uh yomi 2 what is this yomi 2 uh david serlin is uh a game designer who's been around for a long time uh he worked on was it super turbo puzzle fighter he worked on Puzzle Strike, Fantasy Strike, and probably most famously, maybe, I don't know, at least moderately famously, uh, he invented Chess 2. Um, we talked about that on here, right? We did, yeah. Uh, yeah. Junglist was a big believer. And uh, yeah, so... I uh, I got an email about Yomi 2, which is his latest game. Uh, I don't know if there is a Yomi 1, if this is like a, a Yomi, like, uh, Trepang situation. But, um, oh, there's a Yomi 1. Yeah, there's a game. Uh, but basically, it's a card game, uh, but it's presented like a fighting game so you are playing uh cards but it'll be like low kick or fireball or command grab or something like that um and it's it's pretty interesting um it's hard to get a good grip on. I think the tutorial isn't really there yet. It's, it's just come out in early access. Um, and I, yeah, I think the tutorial doesn't really uh, give you enough. Like it sort of introduces a lot of shit all at once and uh, just sort of expects, like I think if you if, if I was more, if, if I was better at fighting games, uh, there wouldn't be such a problem. But what, what Yomi 2 is trying to do is A, teach you the rules of its card game and B, uh, teach you the fundamentals of a fighting game. And uh, and it's trying to do both of these in like four tutorial fights and it just, uh, it's an uphill climb because um, my fighting game technique is pick blanker and hammer the electric button as much as possible. So, yeah. Um, so it's, it's it's complicated from that, but I am 
good at card games, I think. Uh, I am able to work them out generally. Um, so I figured I'd be able to get along with this. And I, I do. Uh, they're close. Like every match I do is real close. And it might be balanced that way. But it might also be that I'm just sort of shit. Um, essentially what's happening is you play a card. Your opponent plays a card. And depending on whose turn it is, uh, resolves, like if it's your turn, then you resolve all ties. So if I play a low kick and my opponent plays a low kick, then I win based on the fact that we tied, but I, it was my turn, right? Uh, other than outside of that, the cards have speed. So I might play a high kick which is a medium speed. It's got a speed of like seven. They play a low kick, which is very quick. It's got a speed of 10. In that case, they win, right? Uh, they, we didn't tie. They played the faster card. They win. Uh, you've also got dodges and you've got blocks uh, and strikes beats... Uh, sorry, blocks beat strikes... Strikes beat throws and throws beat blocks. And so there's that triangle there. And then you've got your fireballs, your projectiles. Uh, they are uh, strikes technically, uh, but you can use them to stall your opponent out to halt them from getting new cards. And that sort of puts a lot of pressure on them, which uh, I think is a really interesting way to replicate what, like projectiles do in fighting games like because you're you're so busy trying to dodge or block these projectiles you're not able to really uh instigate right so to translate it into a card game what they've done is is basically limited your card draw i think that's really smart um the what gets tricky is during the tutorial they introduce this thing called I think it's gems and i just how i still don't understand the gem system i it just it's just it sort of just says also there's gems use gems and that's the tutorial for gems and it's like well, what the fuck happened here where the fuck did they come from but uh yeah you get a bunch of gems and they've got their own cards and they do their own special things my problem is they introduce a bunch of cards into the deck and so I'm playing this this guy, uh, this character, and for the first three fights where they haven't introduced gems, I've got a really gr good grasp on what the fuck is going on in this fight, the interactions, uh, and then and on top of that, I, I sort of have a mental picture of what my deck looks like. I've got two low kicks, two medium kicks, two high kicks, and two strong kicks, plus two throws, two dodges, uh, a low block and a high block or two of each of those. And then I've got some super moves. I've got a good idea of what's going on, right? And then it introduces these fucking gem cards. And not only do I not know what any of these fucking things do, they also pollute my deck with a bunch of shit that I don't know what to do with. And I don't know. I'm, I'm a big proponent of keeping my fucking decks pretty small so I can cycle through 
the fucking cards that I want to see. But suddenly all these gems are in the car, uh, in the deck and I'm like, okay, so I need to put together a combo. So to put together a combo, you need uh, cards that link. And cards that link either have a link symbol on them, uh, which means you can use them to link together a combo, or they're chained together uh, via this... I don't know, this this alphabet system. So the low kick is an A, the medium kick is a B, the high kick is a C, and the strong kick is a D. And so if you play an A, B, C, D, you do a combo and you do fucking heaps of damage, right? But if you don't have a B, you cannot play A, B, C, D. You can play C, D, but you have to win the speed race or you're not you know, your opponent's not blocking or blah, 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 all these things. And you put it together and you're like, okay, I don't think I win a, like, I don't initiate combat with a fucking, with a C card, right? I don't think I win that battle. There's no point in me doing that. I'm basically giving up free damage. I, I need to draw, so I'm going to stall until I can fucking draw. And then I draw. And what I draw is a fucking gem card. And I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Right? Like, it, it's like when you're sitting there in fucking Magic, the Gathering, and you never, you need a fucking land, any kind of land, any color land to play a fucking card. And the land never shows up. And I'm just like, my fucking blood <laughs> is boiling. I'm going fucking bananas. <sighs> Because, yeah, my deck's polluted with this shit that was introduced onto me without really being explained, you know? I just... Yeah, anyway. So I don't like that aspect. But uh, after the tutorial, you sort of go around, you go to this... I think it's a card shop or a game shop or something. And you, you go into tournaments. You have to win 15 fucking fights before you can enter the tournament, which seems crazy to me. That's That's too many. Fights aren't short, right? 15 fights. I mean, that's like almost two entire tiers in Slay the Spire. That's, that's a lengthy fucking effort, you know? Like, uh, yeah, so I, I'm not, I wasn't, yeah, I didn't, I haven't won 15 fights. Uh, but when, you, when you're playing, there's like this Twitter and uh i think that's that's entertainingly put together it sort of adds some color to the, the game world and stuff like that and there are challenge tournaments that you can enter where everyone's got certain decks or something like that and yeah it just seems like they've, they've got a good idea um it needs some polish i think uh but yeah so far um i don't know it's interesting it's definitely interesting and I am enjoying it, but uh, I would like a little bit more control over what I do with my deck so I can customize it, you know? Like, I don't know, to me, it seems, it's it's sort of like, I well, like I said, I'm not a fighting game expert, right? And Serlin was the lead designer in Street Fighter HD Remix, so... He, he might not have won Evo, but you'd, you'd have to argue that he's some sort of fucking fighting game expert. But in my mind, I would never use a lot of these cards. So from a card game perspective, they shouldn't be in my fucking deck. You know? 
Like, I don't know. I would prefer to be able to excise them from my deck. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that'll come later. Um, yeah, maybe. Because it's it's just in early access at the moment. Yeah, it's only... Yeah, and it's very fresh in early access. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, it says here it'll be in early access for probably another year, maybe two. Right. Yeah. So it's got um, a, a bit of a road ahead. It does. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, if that's... You're, uh, yeah. Interested yeah. In, in card games and fighting games worth a squeeze uh the art style is really cool the the graphics are like when you you do specials and stuff uh supers rather you build up your super meter by doing ch uh, chaining together combos or you there's another sacrifice method that you can do where you can get like sacrifice cards and get your your supers together and um when you when you do them like usually when, when you play a low kick and it succeeds it's sort of just shifts the card but when you do a super it does like a full like power up thing and mm. a big attack which is cool yeah yeah awesome all right um yeah that's yomi 2 it's available on uh steam and pc at the moment in early access so you can check that out oh there's a demo as well uh, okay uh, next up we've got balatro balatro Bellatro, I talked about last this week. last week, yes. Uh, I've been playing more of it. Uh, it's what inclines me to believe that I'm good at card games uh, because I'm good at Bellatro. Um I, yeah. If you haven't gotten into this, uh, it's roguelike poker and I just, I just think it's the fucking best, man. I just absolutely adore it. If it's on mobile... I'll play the absolute fuck out of it. Uh, it's been devastating for my productivity. The trick of it, what makes it so compelling, and it's interesting because it's the only thing keeping me coming back to the next game on the list uh, if we go in the order that uh, we currently got. Um, yeah, like what it does that works really well is... It uh, it sets you challenges, and it sort of it tells you what those challenges are. And some sometimes the challenge is obfuscated, right? Some some of these uh hidden achievements. But when you when you achieve certain things, that's how you unlock new jokers and stuff, and that changes the way you think about the game, right? Like in slay the spire which i have been playing a bit of because it is on my mobile even if the mobile port is fucking garbage um in slay the spire you unlock stuff simply by playing characters enough right like it's like three wins and you'll have unlocked everything a, a character can the ironclad can get right like three proper wins and you should have unlocked everything um that's that's it there's no there's no need to really extend yourself but in Bellatro, right uh i noticed i was looking through the the decks of cards and i noticed that one of them was like uh it was hidden i hadn't unlocked it yet and the challenge was get four hundred dollars in your bank in a single run and so i'm like all right i reckon i could do that and so what i did was i constructed a deck 
that A, could survive long enough to build up $400 and B, was just generating fucking money. And the trick of it was that, like, I couldn't spend fucking money. Uh, like, I couldn't spend a lot of money because when I spent money, I was actively hurting my fucking, my, uh, my intentions. So, yeah, I had to sort of, like, balance that shit uh, against, against my success and stuff. So, yeah. Like, I, I just think it, that sort of thing really engages people uh, and encourages them to keep trying new things and, uh, and playing the game in different ways, you know, like playing, trying to spend as little as possible while, you know, at the same time, the way I did it, I know there are cards that can like sort of increase my money. The way I did it was, uh, I had this, I had this one joker, so uh, in Bellatro, it's poker, but roguelike, and you've got these these jokers and they modify elements of the game. Um, and hang on, I feel like I need to sneeze. This is going to suck. You can just mute it. Nothing, no. nothing. <laughs> It'll be back, stitcher. don't worry. Yeah. It just my fucking head hurts so much when I sneeze at the moment, because um, it's like a big fucking pressure buildup, and there's always already too much fucking pressure in my head. Anyway, um, so the jokers, so the jokers modify all all of the elements of your run. Uh, so you might have I had one where if I played only three cards, I got. Uh, three like a three times multiplier and so as long as i all i ever did was three of a kind i was making lots of points um but also at the same time that sort of that you've got these uh boss car uh, boss blinds that you have to go up against and one of them is you must play five cards and then suddenly you're fucked um so you got to work out a new way around that. You got to accommodate for everything that the game might throw at you. So the way I got my four hundred bucks was I had a card. I had the uh, the face card, where face uh, the face joker rather, uh, where face cards were worth twenty extra, and then I had another the paradolia joker where every Every card is considered a face card. And then I had a, another card where there was a one in three chance that every face card played would give me $2. And so all I had to do then was play five cards and I had a one in three chance for every single one of those cards to give me $2. And so I was stacking up money, right? But then I also had another card that played all my face cards twice. And I had one more card that played every hand three times. And so I'm just sort of like everything would play and then it would play again and then it would play again and then it would play again and then it would play again. And so I was making shitloads of points and I was making shitloads of dollars. Uh, and you got interests sort of like in auto chess so uh, you get 10% uh, 
no, you get 20%. You get one buck for every five bucks you save up to a certain limit. And yeah, I managed to get to 400 before I died. I actually didn't die. I beat the fucking main boss. Um, but yeah, I just think it's fantastic. I think that system is really good. Uh, and it's a yeah really clever way to engage players in a different way. It's interesting that I, I arrived at that conclusion too because the next game on the list, Brotato, does the exact same thing and I was not fucking gelling with that game. I was like, this ain't it to me. Like, this this just isn't working. Like, I don't see it. Um, until... I went and had a look at the stuff, like the, the, so you're a potato and you can hold up to six weapons and you roll around and uh, it, it feels a lot like a, it feels a lot like a bullet hell game, really, like a bullet heaven game rather, like a magic survival game. Uh, when I first got it, I thought it was uh, more like Binding of Isaac, but you don't control where you shoot. Uh, it just shoots for you. And so basically what's happening is you're playing, you get through a, uh, a round and then uh, like you, you got you got to survive for 60 seconds and then you uh, evolve uh, to the next level and you go, you've got like a shop and you can spend all the things you've bought and stuff. So instead of like when you level up, it doesn't pause the round midway through like it does in Vampire Survivors. It waits until the end of the round and gives you an opportunity to level at the end of, of the round. Uh, I'm playing, I'm like, this is like, I, I, I just, I think the pacing's all off, right? Like, I think what makes a Bullet Heaven game work is the uh, feeling of constant pressure um, the fact that you, you know, the pressure is always mounting is sort of what makes those, those games work. Uh, so what, what the fuck is going on here? And then I sort of went through the menus to try and get a, a better look at it. And that's when I saw that the potatoes all have challenges associated with unlocking them. And then it sort of clicked. I'm like, Oh, it's like fucking Bellatro. Like, which is, you know, uh, reductive, right? But yeah, it's like the essence of this game is you're playing in different ways. You're not playing to just sort of survive as long as possible or, or beat Ultra Death or whatever the fuck you do in Vampire Survivors, unlock the next level or some shit. What you're actually doing, Vampire Survivors does it as well to some extent with its tarot cards and whatnot. Um, but what you're actually doing is you're playing through and you're trying different different things to unlock alternate potatoes and alternate weapons and all this kind of stuff. And that's the essence of the game. And that is actually quite compelling. Um, you wind up, yeah, just like rolling around trying to, put together these crazy uh like you know potato builds um that just like murder everything i had one going where i was using a slingshot um 
I was playing as the lucky potato, the slingshot, uh, and each bullet, each slingshot rock, I guess, would ricochet. And I had a huge attack speed increase as long as I didn't move. And by the time I got to level 20, which is when it wraps, um, or by the time I got to level 19 even, uh, I would, I would, I was not playing anymore. I was not doing anything anymore. I was, it was loading in and I just deliberately took my hands away and let it do its thing. Cause he's got six fucking top tier fucking slingshots and he's just flinging them all over the place. Cause he was lucky. I kept building the luck up. Uh, the luck translates into the tier of weapons that you find and the tier of equipment that you find. And so he's getting better tier gear, better tier weapons. And uh, it just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking. Um, the like the downside to the lucky guy is he has a huge attack speed negative usually. But uh, because of this, this item I had where if I stood still, I would get a huge increase. I'd managed to negate it and he was just fucking unstoppable which was cool. And that was a, that was a good build. That's probably, that was my most successful build. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's kind of cool. Like that makes more sense to me. Like you, otherwise, like outside, like that guy was easy mode, but most of the time it's more about, uh, it has a higher emphasis on uh, dexterity than other bullet heaven games because you have dodge percentage chances and you have some armor, but once once you do get hit, you sort of eat a lot of shit really fucking fast and you'll start to die really fucking fast. Um, and so what you need to do is not engage those percentages or that armor at all. You want to be moving out of the fucking way of shit unless you're firing so fast that everything dies before it gets close to you. But uh, yeah, if that's not happening, you have to fucking manually get the fuck out of the way. And that can be pretty fucking challenging. That can be pretty engaging, which is cool. Cool. Hmm. Um, all right. So that was, I guess, two games there. Um, Abunja. Uh, Balatro and Brotato, uh, which... I'm, I'm just trying to look one potatoes on sale yep. um, right now uh, which doesn't help because there's a steam sale starting in like six hours <laughs> um, so things may change but this says it's on sale for um, another uh, two weeks potatoes so it's six yep. bucks at the moment um, Bellatro which is the, uh, the the car building like poker game yep. uh, that one is a uh, uh you got to request access to it yep. so go click the button if you want to jump in i'm assuming you'll probably get in pretty quickly um yeah usually that sort of stuff is instantaneous um so yeah you can go check those two out yep there you go um nice. okay let's keep going here uh we've got a few things that i could talk about um some previews uh things are um, about to slow down oh. and as we get into 
the end of the year when uh what's what ramps up like end of august things start kicking off again yep um so the next two months will be previews a lot of hopefully big previews um before the big games come out so uh, i've got a couple here that i've checked out uh ride five which is a uh a motorcycle or motorbike game uh the fifth in the series of ride games they're generally re- received pretty well uh quite yep. popular um quite popular games i am probably not the best expert to talk about this game um purely because i have no like no history with any of these previous ride games Uh, the last ride motorcycle game i probably played was on the super nintendo when i I was playing like biker mice from mars and oh yeah and uh like gp1 what about Um, at the arcade when you're on that those ones yeah yeah Nah, they're no. fine. They're gimmicky. Gimmicky. Gimmicky, right. Um, no, the the like actual proper motorbike, motorcycle game that I played would have been like GP1 on the uh, on the Super Nintendo. It was probably the last one I, I can remember off the top of my head that wasn't like uh, the Gran Turismo or something. Does that have motorbikes in it? I think I can't one remember. of them might have. Yeah. Well, they collaborated with that there was a motorbike game they collaborated with i can't remember Mm. yeah anyway um so yeah i got a chance to check this out um about 30 minutes or so and uh it is a very much like a, a simulation you know it's not an arcade game it's going for that audience who likes uh racing games to be more bit more realistic uh you can't just pull back on the trigger and and watch the throttle go to max and try and like go around the corner at full speed there's a lot of braking and watching other players sorry other riders around you uh because if you tap them you will go flying um off the track which happened uh (laughs) quite a lot because the next game i'll talk about is a much more arcadia game and i went in with that mentality when I was playing this and like immediately the first corner came off my back (laughs) uh, and it wasn't good Um, but I uh, you know within like a lap or two I'd gotten used to all right yeah I've got to actually break and slow down and um, luckily there are lots of aids in the game that can help you uh, determine where you should be braking um, you know turning assists braking assists all that sort of stuff you can switch on so that you if you're a little bit um you know not as hardcore into that sort of stuff as what i am off you know jumping into something and never playing it before uh there is a lot of uh tech in there that can help a less experienced player uh, still feel like having fun um which i uh i started having fun after that because i played a couple of races some courses uh, managed to uh win a, a few a few races after the initial one the first one i was like come like 14th or something 13th yeah uh and then after that i uh i managed to uh win first back to backs um the the good thing about it is there is a rewind mechanic in the game which is something we've talked about a lot on here in, in racing games um giving players the option to like you know you don't mean a race for um I don't know 10 minutes and then like the last corner you fuck up 
you've you know oversteered or something like that and just go into the ditch and then you end up coming like eighth because you made one mistake uh, so giving plays that option i guess to be able to to rewind and it, in in ride five it's pretty lenient you can um rewind pretty far back All right. uh cool. on even multiple occasions so if you rewind and you're like oh i still need to go back further and maybe start breaking even further back than what i thought you can then you know do that same corner multiple times if you right fuck it up um on the you know the first rewind and then try it again so um that's super handy for people that you know want to have that sort of experience where it's like a bit more realistic but at the same time not like that realistic where it's like you get one shot and that's it and you're done yep um so that's all in there. Yeah, tons of driving aids. Um, you can definitely feel like it's it's a different feeling game when you're playing a... Com- compared to like a racing game in a car, um, you kind of just... Whenever you take a corner um, in Ride 5, there's that weight to it where you've got to center your gravity again after you're exiting a corner or if you're taking a corner maybe a little bit too sharply. Um you know what I mean? Like, because the way that motorbikes, these types of bikes work, they go on that lean. And then in order to center themselves again, you're not really um, like letting go of the the stick and it sort of going back. You've got to really wiggle it in the right position to get it back into the middle so you can start going straight again. Um, right. There's like a degree of like uh, subtlety in terms of turning and making yourself get back into that rebalancing i guess yeah yeah which is like part of you know part of riding a a bike yeah the art of it yeah yeah is is doing all that sort of stuff and you know maybe not taking a corner too hard and um all that that sort of thing is is definitely in that control system of playing the game which feels a bit weird like it takes a a little while to get the hang of it yeah um which is which is why I think I came fourteenth that first game, um, <laughs> but once I I figured out like oh this is how you're supposed to play it then it started so, sort of feeling a little bit more natural um, going on those courses, um, yeah and so there's a ton of bikes you can choose from I am obviously again not a huge motorbike like uh, expert hmm. but um, there's a ton in the game over two hundred fifty bikes that they've got in there um, a lot of real world um uh makers that you'll notice like bmw um obviously is the the one that sort of stuck out to me (laughs) that i knew but there's there's tons in there that you can pick from um the other thing is there are uh, tracks that i recognized from from playing different types of racing games that are in there um and there's also uh uh tracks that they've made themselves um so there's over 40 tracks that they've got in the game that people can run around in there's like weather effects and um different systems in there you can sort of tinker with your bike and are there any electric sort of things um any e-bikes i didn't i'm not sure like a lot of the stuff i was looking at were was was locked behind they gave me a very a very sensible bike oh yeah to fuck around with like it was uh definitely it was like a, i think a 1991 um a bike i, I can't remember what it was One but i was like oh, okay those bmw touring ones that like, like a cl- giant fucking wings on them and stuff 
Yeah. No, this was like a classic, like, oh, they, they knew I was coming in with my, you know, GP1 expertise oh, yeah, playing, yeah. you know, 1993 Super Nintendo games were like, this will yep. be right in his wheelhouse right here. <laughs> uh, so no, a, a very sensible bike to start me off with. And I'm sure it gets like, looking at the stats of some of the vehicles, they, um, they definitely get more powerful. Oh, um, is there a Dodge so, Tomahawk? Dodge, I shit. mean, remember that one? I've got... F- I've got footage. I don't have it on this PC. It's my work PC. Um, But yeah, no, there's a ton of bikes in there. I uh, I just kind of jumped in the one they gave me and did a couple of different laps in a few different courses. Um, Yeah, man. I don't know if there's much else to say about this. Like, again, I'm not an expert in these games and I had fun. I mean, it seems cool. Um, But I, I can't sit here and tell you what the ins and outs of how it felt compared to the other ride games it's not really unfortunately what i'm mm. able to do that's not there but uh i know that people really like these games and they usually review pretty well so yep. i'm sure uh people will be very happy that there is a uh another motorbike motorbike game coming out because there's not a ton of them there's no, kind no. of the ride games and you know there's some more arcadey stuff like um uh what ubisoft's What's that motorbike run they do? The fucking trick game. Um, trials? Yeah, like Trials Evolution. That's motorbikes, right? I suppose. That's one way to describe Dirt trials. bikes. Yeah. I guess, yeah. What about Road Rash? Oh, can you Road Rash it up in Road 5? That'd be the... G- you, you can juice. hit other people. For, absolutely. I did that yeah? a ton. And nice. just like really neat physics system where your body just goes flying. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is oh, what about is there a uh, hall of meat when your body yeah. goes flying? Does it like just keep going. realistically uh, calculate the damage you've done to that body? It should. I don't and think then, it does. And then tally up a score because <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's uh, this game is made by Milestone and they do a bunch of racing games. They do like Ride 5, uh, they do like MotoGP, um, they've done like SBK. Yeah, they just do like, they are known for doing bike games, bike bike games or racing games, uh, supercross games. And they've been in the industry for over uh, nearly 30 years now. So that is their wheelhouse. They know what they're doing. Mm. for for racing games um yeah and so this one is going to keep things going but the other game that i played which is um something else that they <laughs> worked on uh is hot wheels unleashed 2 turbocharged um so it's made by the same studio and this is a sequel to hot wheels unleashed which came out uh, about two years ago um and was a bit of a surprise, I guess. Like, it's uh, it came out, and I remember Luke Riley, um, over at IGN, having a lot of fun with this, um, when it first came out. And so, I I don't. Did you ever play it? I can't remember if we talked about it. Yeah, or uh, I don't know if we talked about it, but I played it. Uh, I didn't have a lot of fun. Um, it just seemed to be quite limited. I think I was playing it on Game Pass. Um, right. And I was trying to play online and 
it was just oh, an absolute ball like to get going. This was some eight months after it had come out as well. So mm. I just left feeling very unimpressed and unenthusiastic about playing it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a big focus like this time around is to to have some more modes in there for online play. Right. Because um, the first time around was kind of just like you can do quick play. Yep. And that's yeah. pretty much it. Um yeah, but that original game was re- received pretty well. It, like on Steam, it's a very positive rating, uh, like an 82, 81. Um, and it basically takes that concept of the Hot Wheels brand, like the little miniature cars, um, and puts them in a, a racing scenario uh, on a bunch of very arcadey tracks and uh, situations. Uh, and so... Yeah, I played a, about 30 minutes of this one as well. Um, there's a ton of different tracks that you can sort of roam around in. Um, they're like themed uh, areas and each area has a series of different courses that you can go in um, at a variety of different lengths. Some of them are quite short and, and quick and the other ones will take a couple of minutes to roam around each lap. And so you can kind of just jump in, um, select what vehicles you want to jump into because there's a, a, a ton of them in the game, um, ranging from things like just standard cars to motorbikes to ATVs. Um, there was a bus I was driving around in at one point. Uh, and then so you get into these courses and they're very, um, very bendy. Uh, the rules uh, of about like what's about to be in front of you are always changing um from like one of the first corners that i took when i was playing this like my car just kind of got sucked into the roof and now i was driving on the roof of the track while other cars were below me and so um there's weird things where that'll happen or the the track will like split into two different like roads and you pick which one you want to go down um obstacles and hazards that get in the way and trying to bypass them at one point and i I didn't figure this out while i was playing but there was a ramp that kind of just fucking was going up and down and if i went over at a certain time it would just shoot me off like fucking into space and i didn't know like where i was supposed to be going (laughs) because one of the big things about the original um hot wheels game was like finding shortcuts and finding like really bizarre ways to uh get onto a different part of the track that maybe is not the way you thought it'd work um and by using these sort of weird jumps or or finding uh just these strange shortcuts that were set up um it reminds me of like back in the day where you'd play like mario kart and you'd be hit by a turtle shell from someone behind on like rainbow road and it would flip you up in the air off of the track and you somehow could manage to land yourself if you timed it right on the specific corner at the right time like at another part of the track and like shave a minute off your time just like weird shit like that um it seemed like hot wheels were designed around like finding these bizarre ways of like circumventing parts of the track and then once players knew that they would be able to shave like a bunch of time off uh their times and and all that sort of thing so um in order to help you do that they've got some extra 
um, ways to control your vehicle in there. So there's now a strafe mechanic where you can ram into other cars or other vehicles. Uh, and then there's a jump or a, I guess it's a vertical strafe or a jump, um, which can again allow you to navigate around the environment in different ways or, you know, uh, move over obstacles or hazards or other cars or vehicles or whatever that are coming your way. Uh, and that'll allow you to find these shortcuts a little bit better. Um, I didn't really do a whole lot of that because that's something that's like you play that map a bunch of times and you, you that's when that you start shit. finding yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, that's not really what I was there for. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, the type of thing where like every time you go around a different corner, there's already some weird thing that's going on on the track that you need to try and figure out like, oh, how do I, like what is going on here? Where am I going to end up? Um, you know, being turned upside down, going around a loop to loop, um, some ramp shooting you off into the sky, the path splitting off into other areas, um, some weird obstacles slamming into the ground that you've got to boost through in order to break the, um, you know, whatever is about to hit you. Uh, it's just like, it's clearly aimed at that audience that likes the arcade racing games, the, the Mario Karts and things like that. Um, and I think the driving is really good. Like it just feels solid. You, I never felt like I was not in control of the the vehicle I was in. Um, it always felt like I could do what I wanted to do with it and really well. So this drifting in there, um, like that feels really nice to handle going in and out of corners, um, especially when you're going around a corner and there are rail guards around one corner and then the next corner there's just like nothing there like there are no rail guards you're like oh shit this is gonna be a problem uh and then you like very cleanly drift around like it feels like you've always got um a really good grasp on on how to handle this car and it's not going to just you know the wheels aren't just going to slip under you and you'll end up somewhere else um so that feels really cool to drive around in and uh you know it is an arcade game and it feels like an arcade game and fun to 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 handle all these different cars and vehicles and things that you can um jump into uh then there's a bunch of different game modes that they've introduced that's the the thing i was sort of talking about before where um it was kind of just like quick play that you could jump into in the first game yeah. this time there are uh, a pretty big selection of modes um so the one that i let me just bring up my list here of what there was um because I, I don't have it but uh where is it okay so yeah there was a time attack which is just a kind of like basic hey see how quickly you can do this thing yeah. on the leaderboard um there was uh grab the gears which is you knock into other players and i guess it's kind of like reminiscent of like dog in, yeah yeah, like dog tags, dropping dog tags, that sort of thing, collecting Battle them. mode in um, Mario Kart, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, then there's a derby mode, which is actually, uh, you know, knocking into other players to get points. Uh, there's Drift Masters mode. Oh, destruction derby. Yeah, right. uh, that one. Uh, a drift mode in there. Uh, waypoints, which is uh, you'll be in like an environment, um, an open environment that we waypoints spread out randomly throughout the world. And you've got to go through and, uh, you know, first one there type thing gets points. Uh, and the last one I played, which was an elimination, uh, which is the one I like the most, um, 
uh, all the cars or all the vehicles that are driving uh, one by one start getting eliminated from last place. So whoever's in last place at any given time, when the uh, the Micro timer runs machines. out, they just get knocked the fuck out and they're yeah. gone. And it's the last car standing. So it's a very like tense, uh, work your way to first place as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but otherwise, you just played a bunch of, of quick races and, and that sort of thing. Um, it's it's a pretty it's like a nice game. They've gone for a pretty like decent style. All of the um, art in it is pretty well rendered. Um, like the cars look really neat. They're very detailed. There's like scratch marks that sort of come up on the cars as you bump around, and they you know they get wear and tear on them, which is kind of surprising for a um uh you know the type of game that it is going for. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't expect all that sort of stuff in there, but it is there. Um, the other thing that it's got, which I didn't get a chance to check out, uh, was the track editor. I know in the past, like there was complaints about the complexity of using it, uh, a little bit too tough for some people. Like it kind of took a bit of time to get your grasp on things, and so. Uh, this time they've made a bunch of improvements to that system um, and and just made that a bit more accessible and, and allowed players to create their own things. Like I've seen a bunch of tracks that people have created using that original um, that original game and they seem like they're pretty, uh, you know, pretty uh, robust and, uh, you know, basically the things you can sort of do in the game with like, big curves and loop to loops and all that sort of stuff that's the type of thing you'd be able to do with um with this editor tool but i didn't get a chance to check it out because obviously limited time and i yeah that's not something i want to focus on but yep. it's cool that it's there and that sort of stuff um anyway i had fun with it like i'm so keen to check this game out and as a like a party game um because it just seems like a lot of arcadey fun um yeah but cool. there's a lot there. I'm, I'm, it seems like they're doing a good job there, sort of listening to what the, the complaints were the first time around, which is mainly around um, replayability yeah. um, and online play, mm. like having more modes for people to play online and and more modes just to play by yourself as well. And that seems to be the focus of the game. So if they can you know, nail that sort of thing and not put any stupid shit like microtransactions in there, oh. in their micro game. You know that's happening. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to hear what you think about it compared to Lego 2K Drive. Right. Uh, yeah. I wonder like how the, similar Especially the, the, the control ability, the like finite control you've got because they sound pretty similar in that aspect, mm. you know? Uh, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, it'd be interesting to, interesting to hear a comparison there. Right. Maybe next week, Luke yeah no like that's the one thing where i'm like oh yeah i feel like the game handles well because clearly yeah. these fucking people have been making racing games for 30 years yeah. you'd want it to handle well <laughs> very true uh, but it's obviously also a different way like it's a it's a it's arcade game as opposed to yeah a uh, simulation based racing game um but i had fun with it i think it's it's very cool um hopefully it uh pans nice. out well cool. so yeah, that's Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged. And it's due for this year. Dope. Uh, yeah. A cool. uh, couple 
Fucking hell, couple more games here. Um, Jesus Christ. Bloody hell. Uh, Dave the Diver came out today. Aye. Aye. We've talked about Diver. this before. Yep. Uh, you played it during a... Uh, um, what was it? Was it? It wasn't Steam Next Fest last year, was it? No, I think I'd just gotten my Steam Deck. Right. And it was the perfect Steam Deck game. Okay. Was this an early access game or was this... Yeah, it was early remember. access at the time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. He's no right. longer, I guess. Um, so to give people a refresher, it is a game where you play as Dave the Diver um, who gets a job as a fisherman and along the way also finds himself uh, uh, working at a sushi bar um, at the same time because they don't have people to help at the bar so then yep. he gets involved and so it's sort of split into like two games you're you're going into the ocean and diving um for fish resources completing missions uh, and other things that are going on under the ocean while managing um your oxygen levels as your main resource um and then as you progress further you're getting upgrades for your equipment that allows you to dive further down uh dive with more oxygen uh get different weapons in order to catch bigger fish and all that sort of stuff and take things back up for you to the service and then go to your sushi bar and the other half of the game is uh servicing this sushi bar by um taking orders from patrons delivering in their food and creating menus and all that sort of thing so it's a it's a weird like rpg split in half <laughs> doing bizarre things yeah um but it does it really fucking well like really well uh yeah it, it's so stylish it's got such a neat aesthetic to it um like it's sort of you you fire this thing up and it's this pixelated um art style and then once you get into the game it's a bit more like the fishing game of it is like a 2.5D, like it's still pixely, but you're in a 2.5D environment. Like your character is 2.5D, but the environment itself is like a 2. Point, sorry, your character is pixelated, but the environment is 2.5D, um, and it's a, like a, almost like a side scroller. But you're swimming. Uh, I hate fucking underwater games, by the way. Like any game, when you get an underwater section, they're usually the worst things in the world. <laughs> like it is hard to make an underwater game. Um, there have been some good ones. Subnautica comes to mind as a good underwater game. True. When you can nail it, you can nail it well. But whenever Mario did an underwater game, sorry, underwater level, you were like, this is the worst part of this game. Why are there? And they kept doing them. Um, yeah. It's very hard to do a good underwater level, let alone an underwater game. And so, uh, anyway, that's out of the way. I, uh, yeah, the so the art style is really neat. It's got this uh, 2.5D mix with pixel art style. And then you go back into the other half of the game, which is a sushi bar. And it's this like over the top anime esque style um, cutscenes and that sort of thing, uh, and it's really well done. Um, this is on a, a bit more of a two D plane, uh, and you are grabbing food off of a um, off of the bench and delivering it to patrons and filling up their drinks and um, yeah, all this sort of like weird, completely different, bizarre game. And then there's missions you're going and doing 
collecting sort of uh, different types of orders that like special orders for people that they want. Um, yeah, and I, I don't want to go too deep into where things go because yeah. yep. it does go places. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I've only played a couple hours and I'm fairly impressed. Like it's deep. It seems like it's got a ton of fish you can catch. There's tons of research and upgrades and different menu items and upgrading menus and different types of recipes and mixing types of ingredients to create new types of recipes. And uh, yeah, there just seems like there's a lot going on there um, that I think people are going to be pretty surprised about. Uh, and, and it seems like it's starting to get some word of mouth because this afternoon it started taking off um, quite a lot. Mm. <laughs> so we'll see where that ends up in the next couple of days as the weekend hits. But um, yeah, like even now it's still it's still going high. It's it, it's peaking right now. Oh yeah, nineteen thousand players, um, which is huge. That's massive. Uh, anyway, it's um yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. If people haven't checked it out, it's on sale right now on Steam. Um, I, I sort of just don't want to go too deep into it because it is the exploration is part of the fun, right? It is the oh, sense of huge, discovery huge element? Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, and like every time you find some new thing that you do in the game, uh, it's like, what the fuck is this? Is this game like what is going on? here you know so yeah you know it, it it's forgive me for saying this it's elden ring-ish in that way you know you don't want to fucking tell people too much because mm. finding it out is part of the fun but yeah heartily recommend it if you've got a steam deck it's a no-brainer it is easily one of the best fucking things you can do with your steam deck um like runs perfectly on it and uh yeah fantastic game mm. love it yeah um why is it taking off now like what happened uh what it idea? hit 1.0 1.0 i guess people are just jumping yeah. in it's on the front of steam as well it's got the it's big got fucking yeah big yeah. banner at the top of steam well, no just because like dredge i'd heard about like i'm comparing it to dredge for some right. stupid fucking reason because they're both fishing games but also because like the last big indie game that i think of that was getting a lot of word of mouth and that was in march it was like three months ago it was dredge and this is oh. like stomping dredge numbers at this point yeah um you know it's f over five thousand uh peak on top of dredge mm. and i was hearing about that everywhere on 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 at least twitter i've not seen anything about this game anywhere on twitter so yeah far. i i have no idea i i heard about so I don't it. Know where it's coming from uh from kate she was obsessed with it right and i like way back when we talked about it we're back in like it had only just come out then like in november last year it had only just come out um and i had no idea where she where she'd like heard about it and i couldn't fucking track it down it just popped off yeah yeah i don't know but anyway all right well that is uh that is dave the diver and you can check it out now it's available 1.0 go do it it's very good um Yeesh. last game on the list here is final fantasy 16 oh, is boy. uh is now out 
and available for the PlayStation 5. Um, this is their uh, fantasy, medieval-esque take on Final Fantasy. Uh, the last one, what was the last one we had? 14? No. 15 is MMO, 15. right? No, 14 is the MMO. 15 is the last one. The the road trip. Boy band road trip. Yeah. Boy band road trip. All right. Yep, that's right. Uh, okay, so that one, I um, I bounced off pretty hard the first time I played it. Uh, second time, I played it a little bit longer, um, but still just could. I remember having a lot of camera issues with the first the first time around. Um, and they they eventually fixed fixed that, um, or you could change the camera or something, and, and that made it much better. So I had uh, had a bit more fun the second time around, um, but still didn't end up right. finishing it. Yep. Um, played uh, Final Fantasy Remake Seven, uh, enjoyed that, um, but this is the the mainline next Final Fantasy game, and it is it it's it's interesting. I um. I was not into it the first couple hours. I think you, when you were talking about, you were talking about these goblins and shit. Yeah. Last, when, when you, so that's like right at the start of the game. Yeah. Uh, it was the demo. It was the, the prologue. The prologue. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like sort of that part of it, I wasn't into at all. Um, I don't like, I really don't like the aesthetic, the, the medieval. Right. Um, stuff like it is very fantasy it's 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 it reminds me the further i get into this game i'm like somebody watched a lot of game of thrones and we're like let's do a final fantasy game of thrones right because it does get to that point where there are like factions set up and they're like taking there's like literally a map you can go to and they're showing you the timeline of the events that have happened and who is taking over certain sections of map and what they're doing and across this this specific year and all that sort of stuff and you're like what is all of this um uh yeah they just go very deep on the that sort of style of storytelling um but for me it's a little bit too it's it's a maybe a bit too bland like everything is sort of looks the same everyone's in the same sort of dress for like dress code and um all the environments sort of look the same so far um, you know, you're in castles yep. and villages from the 800s and things like that. Like, that's the sort of look of the game. And it's kind of just a bit too muddy or, or mucky, um, a bit one tone. Like, nothing's there's not really bright stuff. There are some cool um, areas you'll get into, and there's like a giant ice castle thing and you're like off in the distance you're like that kind of looks cool and then things happen with that um but for the most part it's it's kind of uh bland to look at i think um the environments at least and so it just wasn't really clicking with me um i was enjoying aspects of the combats the combat system this time around uh, obviously final fantasy known for changing the combat pretty much every time um it's it's not even a turn-based action system anymore sorry turn-based um uh action combat anymore it is um it is pretty much all just action combat at this stage uh like final fantasy 13 started to really get away from the turn-based stuff 
um, they had the, like paragon paradigm shifting system in I think there. Even twelve, I think twelve was starting to get away. I think so, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah, there's like nothing. As far as I'm aware, there's really nothing in there. That's like a, it's all action. <laughs> like but, it's yeah. you are fucking mashing buttons at this point and yep. pulling off spells. Um, mm. And so each character, also your character Clive, um, is a is a wizard, Harry, and is right. able to do a variety of um, uh, moves using this. Like I guess the summons in the game now, um, and every time he gets a new summon, he gets a new series of moves that he can do and uh so the first one is kind of like hey you've got um a bunch of uh, a bunch of abilities to pick from you put stats and points into the ones that you want to use um and then they're the the spells that you can trigger at that specific time uh and i was like yeah okay cool that's fair enough um so i was playing a bunch of that and then you get another one of these summons and then it unlocks like another set of spells for you to use and this one is a bit more like um if the first one is like fire damage the next one is say wind uh winds focus spells um and so that opens up and they're like there's more spells for you to, to fuck around with and you're like, all right cool uh but at this point i'm kind of just like going about my way and fighting things and like clearing parts of the map it's pretty linear in terms of um areas you're going to them they're, they're more or less the map is a a world with hubs in it and you navigate to each of these hubs um and they're open areas but they're not necessarily like it's not an open world because uh, you're clicking on a map going to an area and it's like all right you can roam around this part of the map now um but it's in a very linear focus because each time you um are given a mission to do it tells you like hey you need to go to this location um to do this next part and most of the time the location the location that you're going to hasn't been unlocked before it's it's brand new and you kind of just run in there and off you go uh and so that's kind of what you're doing for the first couple hours and then it changes and the combat just goes fucking insane uh they start doing like uh it's like god of war like original god of war stuff um where you're fighting these giant battles uh and it it sort of reminds me of like classic final fantasy games where you would get a cutscene and the the you know stupid insane shit would be happening in this cutscene but it was a cutscene right and you're sitting there just watching this five minute cutscene play out the summon the summon cutscene for something in final fantasy seven yeah but the problem with seven is you would summon ifrit or if how do you pronounce it pronounce it for me job Okay, that's how I'd pronounce it. They don't pronounce it like that in the game. Um, yeah, what is it? Ifrit? I think it's or... Ifrit. Yeah. Ifrit. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Right, Clive, you fuckhead. Uh, and so you like you summon Ifrit in Final Fantasy VII and you sit there and you watch this two-minute cutscene play out so yeah. that you can do 7,000 damage. Um, this how how long was it. Knights of the Round? Wasn't it like 12 <laughs> minutes or some shit? It was fucking long. Yeah. Round uh ff7 i just remember them taking forever oh yeah and and you'd sit there and you you had to watch it you couldn't skip it no yeah no um two minutes (laughs) it felt like 12 (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. Right. And so, but the thing is, when <laughs> when those summons are happening or the cutscenes, the CG cutscenes uh. in the game are happening, you're sitting there watching them. That starts happening in this game, but it's it's they're like they're called cinematic clashes, mm. and they're basically quick time events. Oh, um, but they're in game. They're they're happening like in real time, mm. uh, and you can. Uh, so you can't skip these either. No, you well you can't skip them, but they're like you're in a battle and you hit a mark like an, almost like a, a phase in dark souls where you've gotten them down to this point and this big fucking cinematic starts happening in the game and you're like dude is jumping on this thing's head um sort of like what happens in god of war we didn't see it a lot of in ragnarok they just sort of went away from that sort of thing hmm. but these big epic like cinematic things are happening not in cg they're happening in real time and you're interacting yeah. with them um, which I thought was quite cool because you, now all of a sudden this something that would have been a six minute cutscene in a, a previous Final Fantasy game is now happening. You know, you're transitioning to different areas of the the the, the arena, and some dude is fucking charging up for ten seconds while a a ball of lightning comes out of his hands, and like you're you know dodging out of the way and pressing Come a button to skip. Yeah. Um, and so like that is rather than it skipping to like something else it's mm. just happening as you're fighting this other thing and I was like oh these moments are really fucking cool uh, and then that kept happening for like an hour and a half like oh. I go to the next battle and then oh there was this another big epic fight that would happen and uh, it started ramping up a lot and then um, one of the main characters is Lorath from Diablo is in the game. Oh, I'm nice. immediately like, that fucking guy. That That's guy with the voice. The Game of Thrones guy. He's in the Game yeah, of Thrones is, game. Is he? Huh? He's got yeah, a great Lorath. voice. Everyone's yeah, he, like, yeah. that guy's great. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, so he's like one of your buddies in this game. And right. um, yeah, and then all of a sudden that story starts getting really good. And um Anyway, there was a point in Final Fantasy 16 where shit just started clicking for me. I'm like, this stuff is really... I'm enjoying this. This is great. These big epic battles are a lot of fun. Uh, and then that finished and it went back to the boring shit of uh. running around open, like these open areas again and and uh, fighting things. Open um, or open? Fake open. Uh, Semi-open. Yeah. Um, so yeah there's and then you start getting like oh you get another summon I'm like oh they're gonna make me pick between you know should I use this one or that one and you know pick one of them but then it just like opened up another another bar on my ability tab right and I was like alright now I can do fucking spells for days uh, I've got like eight spells that I can use fair enough let's do it uh, yeah there's uh, there's a lot like the combat system is fun there's a bunch of um you know there's there's thinking about how you're countering things there's a really good parry system in there that i'm enjoying um a dodge system uh there are times where it does get a little bit in the way in terms of, there's a limit break obviously because there's it's final fantasy um when that triggers it is just a huge pain in the ass to see what is going on in the fight because he is on fire and everything he hits is on fire and I can't see the thing that is attacking me if I should be dodging or not. But most the thing about that is when I limit break, I'm getting health anyway. So I'm just smashing a button at that point and just trying to do as much stagger damage as I can on this thing. Sounds engaging. It is engaging. It's fun. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, there are uh, there are moments in there where it's it's doing really cool things, and then it just drags you back into stuff that I'm just like I don't like I, the story. I just aspects of the story. I just don't. It's so oof. Like I just don't enjoy it. They're so bland. Like everyone looks this. Like the all the women look the same. Nobody stands out. There's every time a new character comes on the screen, they all look the same. They're all dressed the same. It's just like the we used to play these games for the characters and the people you'd meet. And the only person that stood out to me was fucking Lorath, and that's only because he was in Diablo. True. And Game of Thrones. And well, yeah, he wasn't. I didn't. I don't know. It wasn't in there for me. Um, yeah, there's there seems to be like a ton of do, a ton you can do in the game. There are uh, hunts you can go out on, um, monster hunter esque hunts. You go collect certain uh, monsters to get their parts and upgrade your weapons and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, there's tons of things to do: side missions, main missions, um, jumping on chocobos and roaming around in those to get from point a to point b um it's i don't know like it seems to be resonating with a lot of people i am liking aspects of it but it's definitely one of the weaker final fantasy games that i've played uh in a while so yeah i don't know it's um i'm gonna keep playing as much as i can because there are moments in there where those fights happen and I'm like, this is sick. This game should be more of this. What more of shit explore. Cool How what what's the ratio? Tell me the ratio. Of what? Fighting. Of cool shit to fucking dull shit. Uh there there is the it's weird because there are aspects of the story you can skip. Like and I don't know how it's broken up. Like some cutscenes you can skip, and then others you can't. Um, in terms of like pressing, sorry, you can skip dialogue is what I mean. You can skip all the cutscenes if you want to. Yeah. Uh, there are some sections where it's like, hey, you can read faster than this thing is, you know, happening. And mm. I think because it's rendered in game, and the other ones are rendering some other way. Right. Um, they're the ones that's like, hey, you can't skip this text wise but you can pause it and skip it jump right. ahead yeah. uh, and so there there is a lot of that sometimes you'll put your controller down and you're watching people chat for five minutes but that sounds um, awesome yeah oh i don't know people like their final fantasy stories i love fucking you were just talking about watching two minute cutscenes of a summon that'd be like me pressing left trigger y to do a spell and then being like all right let's do this now I'm going to wait for this lightning man to cast. I didn't say it was good, cunt. I just said you we did used it. to How do it. How long did you play that game for? I played all of Final Fantasy VII. I enjoyed it. On, <laughs> how many on times? The, on whole. How many times? What, Final Fantasy VII? I don't know. Yeah, three, how many four played? times? Three. Oh, I didn't go back and get the two-minute summon again because getting it once was a fucking ball ache. Anyway. Yeah. Two minutes, Luke. Not fucking five minutes of yappity-yapping fucking an hour and a half of just fucking skipping cutscenes the fucking start button gets the most work out of any fucking button on your controller 
Right. Get the fuck out of here. This um, guy. So how many hours have you played? I have no idea. I Maybe 15 at this point. And how many of those hours have you actually played? Oh, three. Yeah. Damn. No, I don't know. Um, damn. No, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. I've unlocked quite a lot. Uh, and thankfully, like, I can skip a lot of those dialogue because I can read quicker than what they're saying yep. um, most of the time. But Except the... Uh, speaking. Look, yeah, no, because no one's skipping that. They should, yep. you should have to watch all of him. Talk. Get Clancy Brown and Ralph Innocent in, in something together. Oh, yeah, and they just attend talking for 16 hours. Yep. About, That's I don't it. know. I'm in. Nothing. Um, Summoning stuff in... Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, they're reading the script of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, anyway, I, I've been I'm enjoying aspects of it. It's I'm gonna keep playing as much as I can, and then I'll probably go and see what other people have said about it to see, because it reviewed really well. Yeah. Um, it's like a ninety. Oh, it's eighty nine, eighty nine, ninety on Metacritic at the moment. Um, but it ain't. Uh, yeah, it ain't jiving with me that way so far. So um, I'm, I'm curious to see what people have said and, and what they like about it and what they don't. And if they've got the same sort of thoughts that I do, because they mustn't because I wouldn't be giving it a nine at this point. It's yep. uh, And you would be crucified. Probably. As a result. Hmm. No. Yeah, you tell me how good the story is. Mate, people fucking love it. People love it. Apparently it gets worse. The second half is worse than the first half. Mm. And you already don't like it. No, it's fine. No. You just don't understand. You're yeah. into some shit. You've it's got very some, pretty. You're like full Stockholm Syndrome. You're like, well, I was hating it. I was hating everything about my life when I was a hostage to Final Fantasy 16. But then I started to see how smart and brave it was. <laughs> and how epic these fight scenes were. And I've really got a feeling of how much I enjoyed it as a, an experience. And then it went back to being shit again. Mm. It's wild. Yeah. It, mm. It's an interesting contrast between how Final Fantasy 16 is a much more hub-based areas, whereas 15 was... It, like an open at least the bits that i played like these open areas like large scale open areas um and how much the design of that has has shifted um yeah it, it's it's weird anyway it, it definitely seems like this is a hey game of thrones is big let's do and not a moment it. too soon yeah let's oh shit we're a couple years late really um that's all right in on the game of thrones thing yeah um anyway it seems to be selling well for them it's over three what and a half kind of shitty japanese game would try to fucking ride game of thrones coattails you know fucking maybe <laughs> hire georgia martin or some shit yeah. doesn't make any sense to me i tell you what um anyway yeah all right so it's your game of the year so we've had yep two game of the year two contenders of the of the year so talked yep. about this this week Amnesia oh, no, the Bunker. Oh, what's what's the other one? Uh, Diablo. 
Oh, right. Yeah, right. And uh, ride five. Yeah. That will, yeah, we'll put that. That's the order right there. There it is. Top three. Ride five out of Down five. Seven. Yeah. All right. Let's do some news and get out of here. It's, it's getting late. Um, some news. Uh, Starfield. News. Starfield news coming out. Uh, this was an announcement by, by AMD. They are partnering with, with Bethesda Game Studios on Starfield to deliver their amazing technology, FSR, to the game. Uh, and then they copped a bunch of backlash for this. Like a lot. <laughs> mm. I was up when this announcement was made. Mm. And uh, I, it, it went nuclear pretty quickly. People popped off. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, do you want to do you want to talk about you want to explain the reason why I guess what the is going on here why they popped off or why they're doing this why they're no, doing I know why, uh... why they're doing it yeah, they got bags of money someone was like we'll give someone, you bags of money they backed a dump truck full of money up to their house ah mm. <laughs> uh, yeah people are popping off because uh, FSR is not great uh, it's not great in general and then if you compare it the DLSS, it's straight up fucking bad, right? Like it's functional, and yeah. on the Steam Deck, uh, it's even good. At lower resolutions, it does the job. Uh, but once you start to get up to the sorts of resolutions, I'm not anticipating playing Starfield on my Steam Deck. I'm not anticipating that working, right? But I would probably like to play it on my big 4k television or on my big ass high refresh rate monitor and uh for either of those to work because i don't have 80 million dollars uh and a 40 series graphics card uh i would need uh high quality uh digital rendering help the sort that could be facilitated by something like dlss 2 definitely by dlss 3 but i'm not allowed to use it for whatever fucking stupid reason uh so yeah i would will will be forced to use fsr which isn't as good as dlss 2 hey maybe fsr 3 will have caught up to dlss 2 by the time Starfield comes out. But that's still not as good as DLSS 3, which is making... What's the fucking... What's the ridiculous version of Cyberpunk? The one where they're like, oh, yeah. Like this, Overkill or some shit. Yeah, right? Overkill. This is, the new, <laughs> this is the new crisis, by the way. Your computer can't run it. But Luke's hmm. computer can run it. As long as it's got DLSS 3 on, uh, it can yeah, actually... Yeah, 1080p. Yeah, you know, 1080p. Um... <laughs> But yeah, you know, like, I don't know, man. It's just, so, it, yeah, it's an odd the thing. Punch. The thing that people are getting upset about mainly is that, so there's this conflict between AMD and uh, uh, NVIDIA's um, super sampling technology that they're doing, right? Um, DLS has been out for a while. It is relegated to the NVIDIA technology. FSR is AMD solution, but it's also open sourced um obviously because <laughs> they are uh 
I think the breakdown, if you can go find these numbers out pretty easily, the breakdown in terms of these two uh, cards, uh, NVIDIA has like 75% of the market share. Right. Uh, AMD has about 15% yep. of the market share right now. Um, and so, yes, obviously AMDs needs to be available to anybody because the majority of people are using... Possible. Yeah. Um, so the issues here are that uh, DLSS is, is being included into a bunch of um, video games, um, but at the same time, whenever NVIDIA is sponsoring um, this tech, you get games sometimes with both, the option. You can pick DLSS, yeah. you can pick FSR, whatever you yeah. want. Uh, AMD is going about a different way when they're doing partnerships with, with developers. Uh, they are locking out it appears, I guess there's no proof. No one's come out and said this, but uh, there were some numbers put around and like 90% of 95% of games that had FSR in them that were backed or supported by AMD uh, didn't have DLSS mm. and published, or the developers had no um, plans to put in their game. Recent cases of this would have been, uh, what was it? Jedi Fallen Order, you talked about that, right? That was the last one that came out, and like that game just like got. I don't think I talked. Pant. Didn't you just? weren't you talking about it just a minute ago? No. No. What were you saying? Running really bad. I don't know. Nothing. Never mind. I'm making shit up. Um, you know, you were talking about Starfield running on the the Steam Deck. That's where I got confused. Oh right, Star Wars. Uh, Starfield. So yes, Star Wars Jedi Survivor came out. It's it's ten to ten. I'm. I'm checking it out mentally. Cooked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Star Wars Jedi Survivor came out. That was AMD, um, a sponsored game. Uh, I didn't have DLSS. Mm. My computer struggled with that one. Mm. Like, and I've got a 4090. It was it was struggling. Um, but that was also a... Uh, Ran worse than Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Indy 5. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stuttering. Uh, so that had a bunch of issues. Um there was a was it Far Cry was one of the first ones where they had FSR in there because I reviewed that one and I was yeah. like this looks it looks like shit whenever yeah. I turn FSR on uh, it also doesn't improve the frame rate yeah. um, so that was a nightmare but basically the gist of it was whenever AMD is coming on as a, a sponsor or, or a, um, you know a backer of these games it seems to be they're blocking out nvidia from doing their bit which is fucked because you're you're impacting the gaming experience because the majority of people out there this is what they're using <laughs> and it's weird well it's so- i mean the i mean there, there's a there's a stinger here hmm. right because there's a platform that exclusively uses AMD's FSR tech. Mm-hmm. Can you think of what it is? The Xbox. Yeah. 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 And that's what uh, that's why that's why they're doing this because they're implementing it already for the Series X. You know. Yeah. Uh, and so they figure they can get some money out of AMD for doing something that they're already doing. You know. And if that means that they don't do DLSS, oh, fuck it. You know, people will mod it in or whatever. Yeah, it'll get modded in. It'll be buggy. I mean, people modded in the um, the Jedi one, but it's hmm. still not up to 100%. Um, I just think, like, 
this doesn't I don't see this benefiting them in any way outside of the money yeah outside of them getting money but at the end of the day it's going to cause them negative it's already caused them negative press it's going to cause them if this game does not run at 110% when it comes out it's already fucked gonna, anyway man like yeah but that's the thing right they're they're fucked regardless on that aspect. If it doesn't run flawlessly day one, they're they're in a, a world of trouble, mm. right? At least this way, they get some of AMT's money. <laughs> yeah, but why do they need that money? It's so like it's I don't know. It's it's a very bizarre situation. Anyway, I guess we'll um. Hey, let's let's watch out for the digital foundry tech yep. review when this yeah. thing comes out. What's going on? Um, all right. Uh, speaking of, of games that didn't run well, uh, City Project Red says that they um, need to fix their relationship with players right before lying to them again. Uh, so this is in, I'm assuming, in relation to the article that came out from the, was it the VP of City Project Red's PR team? PR team. <laughs> Saying that, like, um, uh, people... Um, have oh. like an out for city project reds uh, cyberpunk 2077 that at launch it didn't run as bad as what people made it out to be it was just like fun to jump on the hate train uh and that's but this that's was in an was article banned. on gamesindustry.biz mm-hmm. that that was titled uh city project red uh says they need to fix their relationship with gamers. And then, Mm. at the bottom, the fucking VP of PR at CD Projekt Red is just actively trying to gaslight people into fucking thinking that they fucking... Oh, you remembered wrong. Yeah, Cyberpunk wasn't that bad at launch. Motherfucker, are you kidding? Here's what it says. I found the quote. I actually believe oh, nice. I actually believe Cyberpunk on launch was way better than it was received, and even the first reviews are positive. Um, then it became a cool thing not to like it. We went from hero to zero really fast. Uh, that was a tough moment. We didn't know what was happening. We knew that the game is great. Yes, we can improve it. Yes, we need to take time to do it, and we need to rebuild it, uh, rebuild some stuff. Okay, so the problem here is that he's right here where he says cyberpunk on launch is way better than it was received and even the first reviews are positive the reason the first reviews are positive is because they were only releasing this thing they were giving um it was pc reviews uh Mm. consoles didn't come till later um that's where the problems came with the console versions of the game majority like pc had issues like bugs, pc was I able remember. to brute force its way through a lot of the problems that the game had yeah i didn't i had a couple of weird things that i saw yeah. like people walking through elevators a couple of strange things with cars but it wasn't wasn't broken for me whereas on consoles like it got taken off the playstation store yeah they were issuing refunds like yeah. It was cooked. And they knew it was cooked. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because they weren't giving console. They like I remember when they were doing that stuff and people that didn't have PCs, they were giving them PCs to play it on. Yeah. So But yeah. Oh, I just I just thought it was fucking wild 
that this motherfucker is out here in an article titled, we need to fix the relationship with our players. A relationship that was destroyed because they lied to the players and then like couldn't even fucking finish the article without then lying to the fucking players. High fucking hilarious. And, and I think watch, I think fucking Phantom Liberty or whatever the fuck it's called looks fucking cool, man. And I'm excited to play the game. The game that as it should have been when it was launched years ago, I'm excited, right? It might not be all that good. My hype levels are not that high, but I'm excited to check it out. But at the same time, this is fucking garbage shit. I cannot believe. Also, this isn't this isn't some like I don't know, you fucking fly by the seat of his pants, fucking cowboy uh developer who's had a couple too many drinks and says shit he's not supposed to. This is the vice president of public relations. This is the man in charge of good communications with the public. And <laughs> he's just going straight to fucking lying to people. Oh, my God. It's just bananas, man. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, there's that story. Uh, and the last one we've got here is the um, this is related to the Microsoft uh, FTC stuff that's going on right now. A uh, lot of stuff is leaking out of this. Well, not really leaking. Some of it is uh, available for public consumption because it's part of the court case. Um, they're up. Yep. Files are up on the internet. Mm. Um, but I guess things that are coming out of it are juicy things. Mm. Um, one of them, we'll start off with the stuff that's not so juicy. Uh, Indiana Jones game being made by uh, Bethesda. Um, Machine is working on that one. Uh, Machine Games, the Wolfenstein creators. Uh, it's reportedly going to be a first-person slash third-person game that switch perspectives at, at different times, uh, only available on Xbox and PC. So it, it will be a uh, exclusive title. Um, but it wasn't is, always. Which is relevant for what's coming up. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, some internal documentation released from uh, emails between Pete Hines, the uh, head of, basically the head, uh, one of the public facing heads of Bethesda um, hitting up Phil Spencer and being like, hey, <laughs> uh, what, what's going on here with this this blog you guys have posted in relation to like bringing on Activision and saying that your games will be available on uh, all systems? Like that wasn't, how come we didn't get that deal? <laughs> like yeah. what's going on there? Yeah. Uh, and also we're going to um, we're going to a convention really soon would have been nice to have a heads up about this sort of stuff so that we weren't bombarded by media <laughs> about these sort of questions. Yeah, and it was just a very like open, clearly Pete Hines over Bethesda was not happy about this at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that came out uh, in which like it's fair enough, right? Is that this whole court case is about them uh, saying they're not going to limit access to certain games on on platforms and they've literally done this with bethesda yeah and their titles and all of their upcoming titles from the sounds of it yeah um whereas they're saying activision is going is not going to have the same 
problem. And that's probably because of Call of Duty. They don't want to lose that Call of Duty money. Um, but it also, they're probably just talking about Call of Duty here. Anyway, uh, did you check out any of this? Did you check out this email at all? Uh, I, I was I was reading up on that one uh, because I just it was it just seemed so fucking good. They just went fucking balls deep on it. Um, so yeah, the the other thing was it was yeah at one point it was specifically slated to be multiplat, and it was deliberately restricted to Xbox only after. Um, after the acquisition, after the Bethesda acquisition, so like they have it in writing that it like they are doing this, you know. Like I just, I just, it's just fascinating me, man. But yeah, yeah. Um, What's the other one? Um, uh, so the other one is um, today uh, some Sony some documents that uh, are in the court case leaked. That uh, these were internal documents from Sony uh, in relation to figures for some of the uh, the, the games they're working on, uh, which were supposed to be redacted, and they got uploaded uh, without the redactions in there, and it had financial information. Uh, it, it was um, <laughs> it was supposed to be in relation to that costs of uh some of their AAA titles so the two that were up there was the last of us and uh horizon forbidden west um basically they they redact they or they someone's tried to redact it but when they photocopied it you could see through the redaction (laughs) and so people could make it out uh and it it was it was basically um how long the game took took to make and, and how much money those games took to make which was over 220 over 200 million dollars yeah. um development costs that's not including uh, i'm assuming that's not including like marketing and and everything else surrounding it marketing is usually quite a hefty fee um but just the de- dev development costs across those years uh so yeah uh that yeah. was um that document came down soon afterwards but it was too late at that yeah. point uh and i think they're now reassessing uh, what is happening there? Uh, yeah, FTC fucked up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, um, redacting hasn't been one hundred percent on top of shit. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's there's been some fun things this week that is is going on over there with the um with that court case, and I, I guess we'll find out more next week. What else? Daisy two. Oh yeah, Daisy Two was, was revealed. Revealed, oh. <laughs> and uh, it was revealed that apparently a lot of publishers don't like Game Pass. Mm. Another thing that was discovered: uh, these two go hand in hand because I saw Bohemia Interactive tweeting earlier that they love Game Pass for reasons that they assign to uh, no particular reason, um, but they love Game Pass. So uh, I thought that was entertaining. But yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty juicy. Uh, Discovery's pretty funny. Always good for a couple of giggles. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, um, we'll probably find out in uh, the next twenty four hours what's going on with that. Um, yeah. So next week we'll have 
we'll, we'll talk a bit more about what the solution is. Well, not the solution is what the um, decision Resolution. was. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's the news for this week. Uh, do we have any questions? Uh, we do. Veldar, the creator of our excellence intro from last week, writes, Re-demos. I bought Square's triangle strategy off the back of their two demos. I'm a really big fan of that as a way into the game. Beats pirating games for a demo anyway. The best demo of all time, my pick, is the Age of Empire demo, I assume. Uh, in Nutrigrain, being a giant oh, yes. ad for Age of Mythology uh, kind of ruined me, though. It played a lot of RTSs ever since. Mm. Um, yeah, so... How did that work exactly? Because I clearly can't quite recall i thought did you get you got age of empires 2 right on the disc with nutrigrain and did it yeah, come was, with was the mythology the demo maybe yeah it was, yeah i think it was but yeah did it come with the age mythology demo as well was that the fucking the stinger maybe that's how it works i can't 100 percent remember uh but i did get a copy of age of empires 2 that way i, I remember but i'd already had it for a while at that point, I think. Yeah. Uh, but mythology, age of mythology was, was a good expansion on, on the ideas that made age empires too good to casual players. I thought, uh, the lunatics didn't love it as much. The age of empires nuts didn't love it as much, but I enjoyed it for what it was, but yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a weird way of getting the games, though, like through a cereal box. Because my main way true. would have been through like PC Gamer or yeah, whatever else was. I think PC Gamer was the main one I used to buy. Um, yeah. Because they'd come with like the demo discs and all that sort of stuff. And, and like patches as well. <laughs> you still like update. You're like, oh, there's a new Half-Life. Or like Counter-Strike update, you would get it off of the PC gamer disc and things like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. Like, it was still a good way to do it. So, and then you'd accidentally read the articles and you're like, oh, this games journalism stuff's pretty good. I wonder if I could do that. And then you wind up doing it. And you're like, no, it sucks. Uh, anyway, good times. Good times. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's the questions. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks, Feldarm. Well, that's the last one. Yeah. Uh, any Anything you want to plug this week you've been working on and give a shout out to that you've been liking? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got one. Uh, it's called Amoxicillin. Hmm. Uh, 500 milligrams. Which, where do you get that from? Uh, I believe you need a prescription. Um, uh, I've only, I only just started today. I had to do telehealth. Uh, if you've got cold and flu symptoms, even if you don't have the medium C, uh, you cannot go into a, a general practitioner's office anymore, uh, which seems like a bit of a belt up, but it is what it is. Uh, I understand the reasoning, but it just hurts to find out. And uh, so I had to do it over the phone. Fucking doctors must love that shit. 
Guy calls me up at fucking, I have an appointment on telehealth at fucking four o'clock. Get a phone call about fucking, I don't know, 418. Uh, you know, nearly 20 minutes after my fucking appointment. Uh, and then uh, we're off the phone. We're off the phone in about 90 seconds. He yeah. sends me the prescription to my phone while we're talking. Like, bingo, banker. He's got them ready. Like, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's some shit. Uh, try not to, I'm trying not to, you know, you got to take all of the antibiotics. That's the challenge. Because if you don't, uh, you create superbugs. Mm-hmm. You heard about this shit? Yeah. Yeah. Superbugs. They tell you this all the time. Mate. I'm not a fan. What if I don't have, what if I wake up tomorrow and I'm fucking bing, bang, boom, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? But I still got to take all these fucking antibiotics. I'm pretty sure I can't drink with these fucking things. So, how's that supposed to work, Luke? Riddle me that. Hey? Anyway, that's my shout out this week. Uh, Luke, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to all of the um, the people over at uh, Ticket Tech who have no idea what they're doing. Um, shout you out get to those Tay-Tay guys. tickets. Well, not yet. No. I'm You're so still mad. trying? Yeah, they're still on, they go on sale tomorrow. Okay. You got Properly. big dreams. Yep. Um, shout out to those people who somehow still run a business and have you no idea what like they're doing. You don't like Tay Tay. I don't understand. Why are you trying to get tickets? Is it for your wife? What are you talking about? Talking Name about? one of her songs. Uh, I don't know. Shake it, shaking, shaking off it. Yep. That's the one. That is the good one. Yep. I um, also accepted, uh, the goat song. We were both young when we were young. Yeah. That was it. That's it. No, that's we when we were both young is that uh it's, it's a silver chair, I think. Right, 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 right. Right. Forever young. Ah that's yeah, the yeah. that's that's the one. That's the one. Um excellence. All right. Good stuff, Tick yeah. Tech. You've yeah. done it again. I'm sure you yeah. earned your extra fees on top of Yeah, your fifty dollar fee for yeah. fucking everybody in the ass. Well <laughs> um Yeah, there you go. Uh, go watch Dial Destiny, that's out this week. Um, not at the cinema. No, yeah, go watch it at the cinema. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's the podcast for this week. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, anywhere you podcast from under the Gap or the GA podcast. If you have a moment, uh, please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us on the internet. Uh, you can also go to our Discord page, the gapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, you can jump in there and talk about all sorts of things TVs, movies, books, uh, video games. Uh, podcasts, esports, uh, what else? You can play video games in there as well with other yep. people. Been uh, playing Battle Bit. Didn't really talk about it. I'm still enjoying it. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Battle Bit remastered. Battle Bit remastered. Bit of PUBG. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you can jump in there and uh, chat with the peoples. Um, and Joe will uh, answer all, all of your questions. Uh, you, oh, you didn't talk about the other game you played. Um, that one you posted somewhere is about passwords. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't talk about that one. Fuck. Yeah. Still late. Still late. Password game. Check it out in our Word Wordle channel. Uh, you aren't ready. 
<laughs> you aren't ready for it. Oh, my God. Mm. It gets out of control. But it does involve Wordle for some reason. I think that's a Taylor Swift song, right? Wordle. You aren't ready? No, oh. you aren't ready? Maybe. For this Wordle? For this Wordle, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're ready for this Wordle. That's the one I was thinking of. You can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all our episodes. Uh, social media is on there as well. Uh, anything you want, except for demos. It's not on the site. You have to go somewhere else. Yeah. That exactly. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all thanks to our Patreon members. You can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Uh, help support the show. Become a recurring patron. Uh, thank you to everyone. We thank appreciate you so much. Support helps us pay the bills um and that is it for this week uh we got anything coming up next week or is is things starting to get a little bit quiet uh no trying to think dave the diver yeah dave the diver um i got a code for the sequel to fisherman's tale but i will have to wait until putting a headset on my face doesn't fill me with excruciating pain so mm. we will see how that goes hopefully by next week another fisherman's tale is called i'm excited to play it that's a terrible name <laughs> is that not a terrible name it's not a it's not a great name uh all right it's, it's the die harder of of sequel names isn't it that's such a bad name. Um, all right, I'm looking it up now. It's it's out. It's been out for... A... Why does it say it's been out for a while? I don't know. Been out since for the, nearly since a May. month and a half. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. We're getting desperate sending you codes. Um, all right. <laughs> I think, I think like sometimes no one's this. they just get like lost in the mix. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, sorry. Of course. I'm sorry. I missed this. Because I don't follow up. I'll ask for a code. And if they don't send me one, I'm just like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, it works the other way, right? When they send, hey, do you want this code? And just fucking blank. <laughs> no, I always say yes. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to get to a thousand games on Steam. Oh, okay. How when far off are you? 933. That's a lot. Still, still a lot to go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right. Anyway, we'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, we've I've got a backlog as well. If I if I don't right. know anything new, there's why stuff. do you ask that question? <laughs> well, no, it's you get people to get people like oh, what's happening next week? What's coming up? Why wouldn't you have something in the bank before you ask it? Then why would you no, always it's... why are you always asking? You're like, have we got anything? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't we know might. if we got anything. You might. You always have secrets. Next week sometimes. can be fucking garbage, and then I have to fucking I have to fucking come up with some shit on the fly. Mm. Ghost right. Trick. You can play Ghost Trick. I'm not playing. I don't know what it is, and I'm not playing it. It's, it's a detective game. Is it like it? Wasn't it like that a DS game? Ghost Trick. Yeah, yeah. You'll play it. You'll play it. You'll love it. Okay. What about this uh, Why, story of seasons? Where are you getting Ghost Trick from then? Why are you bringing it up? Is it a new new one? Yeah, it's it's coming out. Oh, oh, it's a new. But it's like a series. Ghost Trick's a series, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it, it's coming out on Steam or some shit. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, it is. Game. It's, it's a 10-year game coming out. I don't know why they're releasing it. They're looking... 
the Capcom needs money, apparently. Um, let's not talk about that one next week. Good God, you're yeah. bad at this. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you had something prepared to show the class, it wouldn't be this trouble. But here we are. Yep. Here we are. Uh, Dave the Diver. We'll play that. We'll play some other things. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sounds fun. Um, have a good weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. And we'll be back next week with more podcast. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>